French fried potatoes. One oh potato, two potatoes, three, three potatoes, potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. One potato, two potatoes, three potatoes more. Five potatoes, six potatoes, seven potatoes more. Potatoes. Welcome to the Potato League Podcast with your hosts, Dan and Tom. Thanks, TJ. Thanks, TJ. Oh. It's been like three or four weeks. So. It's been in, yeah, like three weeks. Uh, there was Mother's Day, birthdays, and yeah, all kinds of shit happening. Just a, a wild uh, last month or two. Um, and hopefully it it seems to all be pointing, barreling toward uh, the end of the school year. Not everything is tied to that, obviously, but I just have this hope in my head that at the end of the school year, things will just calm down for... At least 77 days until... Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> you know, that'd be nice. Um, I think it's 2... F- 15, 16, 14. <laughs> I, I don't. I, I, I know, I know uh, the, the two or three people that listen probably think it's a gag. It really isn't. <laughs> I have no idea. I, I think 216, I'm going to say. Uh, so it's been like three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we have a mic upgrade. First equipment upgrade in a long time. Yeah, it's a it's uh, a spiffy, professional-looking mic. It, I, it, I feel it, like it. I should have more important things to say when around it. Well, it has uh, many features that the other uh, other one did not. Um, like, I can I can adjust the gain and all that stuff right on the mic instead of having to mess with it on the laptop, mm-hmm. which is a lot messier. Uh, and now I can plug in headphones so I can hear how it sounds while we're recording. Which Ooh. the other one couldn't do that, um, so I just have an earbud in right now. It's not so I can kind I can hear us. But, yeah, if you uh, only just had like a bigger headset with just like the one on, you'd look like a DJ. I would, yeah. I would, um, and that's really the goal is mm-hmm. to look like a DJ for the one person that can see it. Yeah, uh, it also has a mute button right on. I don't know if that's any different than hitting a, the, the pause, but it's on the mic now. It also, like you said, it looks cool. Mm-hmm. It's a it's yeah. a more professional looking uh, yeah. unit, and but it's still just. Uh, quick plug-and-play USB. It doesn't have a mic cord or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a big improvement. Uh, I don't know if it'll affect the audio quality in any way, but it sure does look cool. It does not, however, fit in my drawer, which I have always kept the other one in, so I have to now keep it in a locker. Cause it, it actually, God damn it. It looks like a, it, it should be a trophy of for some sort of uh, oh, yeah. broadcasting award. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, you did really good in your DJ job this year. Have this microphone trophy but yeah whatever uh i didn't i didn't feel like i watched a lot but i watched a lot of kind of uh not new stuff well i guess a couple of them were new um so more topical yeah you, uh, you watched one that i'm interested in watching very soon the the mitchell's I, which one? Oh, mitchell's. okay yeah, that was very good whatever it is the mitchell's versus something or something versus mm, the mitchell's the mitchell's versus the machines yeah that um, looks really good. It was. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, um, yeah we can start with that. Um, it's funny because usually, uh, I mean, you, we've talked about, we were talking about it yesterday, actually, you and I were, um, that I get a lot of my recommendations from the Flick Connection channel mm-hmm. and how he has very similar tastes to you. Uh, and he's always doing a lot of uh, like hidden gem type stuff. And he's mm-hmm. into like like violent movies and stuff like yeah. that. 
Um, I actually watched the one this morning you were talking about. Oh, you did? Yeah, uh, we'll get to the, that, that next popped then. Up in the middle of it, I'm like, oh, yeah, this must be the one Tom watched. Uh, so, yeah, it was the most recent with the 20 yeah. best hidden gems on Amazon Prime or something like yeah. that. Uh, but another, uh, in his usually in his monthly Netflix, he does a monthly Netflix video of what's uh, mm-hmm. arriving that month and when and um, uh, what's leaving. And in those ones, he'll usually touch on a couple of the, they're like family movies mm-hmm. and, you know, whether or not, like if he has seen them, like whether or not, look, you're not yeah. going to like this. That dude or, has got to watch, I mean, I think I watch a lot of movies. Oh, that yeah. guy's got to watch a ton yeah. in order to keep up with that shit. Because he, he also, like if you watch, uh, you start, he, he, he re-watches a lot of stuff too. You would mm-hmm. think someone like that is just watching, you wouldn't have time to rewatch anything. Yeah. But he all the time he's saying, "Yeah, I just rewatched this the other day for the hundredth time or whatever." Yeah. Like, I bet geez, he puts yeah. down probably four to five movies a day. Probably, I mean, well, it's his job. Yeah. I'm sure that's the way he mm-hmm. attacks it, you know. And yeah. I'm sure sometimes he doesn't fucking want to watch even good movies. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but the funny thing about it, and he's usually real good uh, with the Netflix ones, especially, and he didn't even mention that movie. No. So I don't know if he missed it. Or what? But he had, because he talked about a couple other ones that I had wanted to watch with the kids um, on our family movie nights because it's it's tough right now because there's nothing's coming out yeah. right in the last couple of months. Uh, so it's hard to, you know, there's no Disney stuff because it, it feels like there's a lull in between this, uh, ah, fuck it, we're just going to put it out on mm-hmm. streaming and uh, a couple more months we can put this in a theater. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because like HBO is the only one that's ever really right. straight out said, nope, these are all going to be on HBO. Right. So, so there, there's this dead spot, uh, it feels like right now. I feel like we're going to have a huge August. Month. Yeah. Like August will and, be much more packed than usual. And I wonder if it will bleed more. I wonder if summer will bleed more into fall, into holiday. It'll just be one long yeah. all uh, these films release schedule. would have been being released for the past, yeah. you know. February through May right. that didn't get released. Right. Uh, so he didn't even mention that one, which was which was odd. And I don't remember where. I might have just seen someone mention it on Twitter that it was uh, same production crew from Spider Verse. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, because I saw I saw Miller and Lord's name. Attached. They're involved. Yeah, um, I figure they're just producers. Mostly, yeah, it's just very. It's just like uh, when you see two Pixar movies, you can tell even if they're totally which different. Which one's the A team? Which one's the B team? Well, no, yeah, that too, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, you can tell. Oh, those are these two movies are very different, but they're both obviously Pixar yeah. movies. Yeah, these are very different movies, but they're both obviously they're made in the same style, and yeah. they've kind of well, like um, they're not doing it uh, as heavy as. Uh, the comic book looking style of mm-hmm. Spider Verse, but just that kind of presentation, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's got an interesting voice cast. Uh, the basics are: it's a, a family of four that are kind of dysfunctional. The daughter is wants to go to film school, and her dad, which is uh, Danny McBride, mm-hmm. is very much a fixing the car, wants to live in the woods in a cabin. Hmm. I don't know why I said fixing the car, but you know what I mean. Well, you have a, to a, if you live in the woods, because da- you got to drive. That's places. right, that's right. A, a dad's dad, you know, and whereas she is, she wants to go to the city and be a film student and all this. So it's very, uh, I mean, you can tell where it's going. They're going to bond over this yeah. this experience. Um, 
So he doesn't want her to go or something like that. And they have a fight the day before she's supposed to leave. And then by trying to, in typical dad fashion, try to fix things, air quotes, he decides to cancel her flight to film school and they're going to drive cross country. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Not, she wasn't thrilled though. No As as one wouldn't be. Because she had planned on, she already had uh, things set up for like pre-orientation parties to meet new friends and all Mm -hmm. that type of stuff. More people like her. Uh, So they drive. And during this drive, uh, the the Apple analog is PAL, I think, mm-hmm. uh, and it's an AI. Uh, Olivia Coleman is oh. the AI. That is an interesting voice cast choice. Eric Andre is the <laughs> uh, Zuckerberg esque uh, mm-hmm. figure that created all of this. I can deal with that. Um, who else is in the voice cast? Robin needs us. All right, I'm back. Well, we're back, yes. I guess, because... I didn't leave. So, yeah, you didn't go anywhere. I did. Um, Robin's hanging up. New curtains. So... Conan O'Brien's in it. Oh, there's... Yeah, that's the th- that's the funny thing. There are a ton of... Wait, Griffin? <laughs> there's a ton of... Like, these are like two or three line cameos, yeah. most of these. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure Chrissy Teigen and John Legend are brief. They actually have a bigger role than I than you'd think. But Fred yes. Armisen is in it as the Deborah Bot five thousand. Yeah. Yep. And Conan is the Glaxon five thousand. Yeah. These are all like two, three line cameos, and you're all like, was that? Yeah. Yeah. But by then the movie's moved on. Yeah, right. And you never would have picked out uh, Chrissy Teigen and John Legend basically play kind of versions of themselves. They're called the Posies. They're perfect. Oh. And they, you know, they always have uh Perfect Instagram vacation photos and stuff like that. Uh, whereas the Mitchells are a nightmare. Uh, so anyway, the AI, there's a he the uh, pal or whatever is no pal is the name of the device. I don't remember the name of the company. It doesn't matter. They're coming out with a new version of pal. So they toss the old one, the Olivia Coleman one. So she gets mad and makes the uh, uh, machines rise up. Mm-hmm. And uh, hijinks ensue. So, I mean, that, that's... Gotta be hijinks. Yeah. You have I mean, to have the hijinks. It's, it's a, it's, it is a well-made, uh, well-acted, well-written, funny movie. Yeah, it's it's gotten stellar reviews. Yeah. Like, people are very pleased with it from yes. the sounds of it. Uh, we all enjoyed it very much. It, it did suck, though, because it came out on... I don't know, it doesn't matter. Say it came out on a Thursday... I asked the kids if they wanted to watch it mm-hmm. that Friday night. And Colin's like, oh, I watched that yesterday. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, How dude? How did you do that? How? When? <laughs> when did you watch this? Yeah, he's got his own YouTube channels that recommend oh shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, it, it, was, it hadn't even been out a day. I think it actually came out on a yeah. Friday, and I asked if they wanted to watch it on, the sat- on that Saturday night, and, and, which was like last week or whatever. And he's like, yeah, I already saw it. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me, man? He's oh, no, what it was. He was home sick a day. That's what uh, it was. And he watched it when he was home. That's what it was. Uh, I'm just going to tell them to stop yelling at us. And stopping and basically just creating havoc from the yeah. sense of it. Just. Way to go, children. Yeah, they're the best. Just the best. Um, I feel like this is not as loud as it should be. Now we're probably going to blow people's eardrums out. That seems a little bit better. I don't know. 
Who knows how this is going to sound? You might now have to turn down your right <laughs> your device, whatever you're listening to. Apologies. So the the one I asked you about, which was uh, out of one of those uh, Flick Connection videos, I don't remember what it was called the now. Ones. The Loved Ones. That's what it was. Um, uh, Australian movies, yeah. which the, the, always the, makes it creepier yeah. for some reason. Oh, it's because they're weird. And well, and also I think the just the classic depiction of Aussies is friendly, smiling, yeah, funny people. So when you see them do some dark shit. In horror type stuff, it's like extra creepy. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with his assessment that it's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, well, that's why... I, I don't... I mean, there... The basic... The premise of the story is this young girl who's kind of a social outcast... Right. ...asks out the popular boy to the prom. He says no, so she and her dad kidnap him and force him to attend a prom that they're having at their home. Right. And from there, shit gets really weird. So it does have that captivity in a strange home vibe going for it, but it is, I don't get t- Texas Chainsaw vibes from it. It's its its, its own thing. It doesn't need to have that kind of connection. Is it bad that I don't even know what that would be, the Texas Chainsaw? <laughs> what, what ha- I don't even know what happened. I don't even know the plot of well, Texas Chainsaw. the plot Chainsaw. of Texas Chainsaw Isn't is... Isn't it a family? It, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a family and a bunch of unwitting teenagers on a road trip stop by to look at some shit, things stop working, they get, you know, picked off one by one by Leatherface and Leatherface's family, and... Okay, so I did know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's... There's a lot of horror movies now with that plot. Oh, sure, yeah. That's um, the... Yeah. This one, though, this this one has some definitely creepy vibes to it, especially the dad is unreal creepy. Uh, and these uh, are all uh, unknowns, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's a little too loving with his daughter. Um, like, you don't, like, see anything. But it just reminds you of, like, those Texas dads who take their daughters to, oh, like, yeah. chastity balls and type uh, of thing. Yeah, it's got that vibe to it. Uh, works that really well. will never cease to amaze it's me. It's the that creepiest that, thing ever. That that is a, a thing. Like, yeah. that. it's really strange. Yeah, that they look forward to. Yeah, well, at, it's, least the, oh, at it's, least the dad. It's too. a big deal. Yeah, like gross, yeah. dude. Dude, yeah. just gross. Like, yeah. why? How about you let your daughter have some agency of her own there? Uh... Even this is gonna sound awful. Even setting all, even setting the girl aside. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. You fucking creep. It's the same. Those are the same people that want to check kids' genitals to make oh, sure that that there's no boys on the girls' teams. We got to... You know what? To stop any any chances, we're just going to have to look at all of your kids' genitals. Yeah. You in know, order to like, stop possible future sexual assault, we're going to need to sexual assault you right up front. We're going to need to see it it's, all. Yeah, it's, but it's also one of those things where it's like, if we asked anything for the men to do anything, they'd be like, fuck you, man. Yeah. Like, can you wear a mask? No way. That's invading my privacy. Right. I have the right to not wear that. Right. Oh, oh, okay. And I don't want to protect myself, but I do need to carry this gun into the store. Because I don't yeah. know what's going to happen to me at Walmart. Oh, I know. Or, you know, Jesus. the donut shop. Or any of these other places where people are packing, like, two to three ARs. You just look like such a dope. Yeah. You know? I saw one this this past week of a guy filling up, like, a thing of yes. gas with the other guy standing guard. I'm like, is, yeah. 
Dude, this isn't you fucking. Just, yeah, this isn't a it's Mad like Max. Like Red Dawn. It's not Mad Max yet. Don't don't you worry. You're just I'm I I get embarrassed for those oh, people. Like just the fact that people are currently reenacting for serious an actual episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> with the gas. <laughs> the, yep. ga- the gang solves the gas crisis. Yep. If you are legitimately doing everything that those characters in that show do, ever. For any topic, you yeah. have made a bad choice along the <laughs> yes. way. You've made a huge mistake. Because, yeah, they're supposed to be outrageous. We were, <laughs> I can't, I don't remember where I saw it, but uh, I just think it was a random person tweeting, but it's, it's 100% right. She said, setting aside the fact that it'll melt the plastic bags, oh, what was the plan to get it out of the plastic bag? Yeah, like a funnel, maybe? And you're just going to... Tr- it's like, have you ever tried to pour anything out of a plastic bag? <laughs> what were you going to do? You ever brought a fish home? Yeah. You know? Like, I, what? And again, this is, if it doesn't melt through the plastic. Which in, it will. Which it will in about five minutes or less. Yeah. If you want to test this, put a little bit of gasoline in a solo cup. Yeah. And see how long it lasts. Oh, yeah. It's not long. Oh, yeah. There was someone that showed him, like, pouring gasoline into, like, the styrofoam coolers. And it's like, Jesus congratulations, Christ. you've made napalm. <laughs> I was going to say, that's just going to be a gooey petroleum mess. Yeah, yeah. You've you've essentially made napalm at yeah. that point. <laughs> good good job, guys. All right. I got to go up and uh, quiet down the rabble rousers. Pause. There, bag. You're just going to knock them around a little bit. <laughs> I actually just kind of asked nicely. Tilly um, did not seem absolutely amenable to the, no, to the, to the suggestion. I thought I was, I asked very nicely. You guys can still play. Just don't be wild animals. Yeah, Tilly's Tilly. She's fine. <laughs> um, where were we at? Oh, we were at the Australian uh, yeah. prom movie. You know, Australian horror movies, for the most part, are pretty damn good. Well, one of the, the it wasn't necessarily a horror movie, and we've talked about it before. But going back to my childhood, one of my first totally creep me out movies was Fortress. was Fortress. I'm, I'm sorry, that film's a fucking horror movie for me. Yeah, I mean, I get. I mean, I, maybe not if we rewatched it now. But when pro- you're when oh, you're no. a kid and oh. a bunch of people wearing animal masks, the animal masks, kids, I did not like, like it. Yeah, yeah, no. That, I keep meaning to find that film and purchase it because we looked it up one day. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna add myself another reminder because I decided that because I started asking myself questions. Okay, like this year for my blog, I'm writing all about '90s movies. What am I gonna do next year? I don't want to do because by then I will have written about most of the movies I really want to write about as far as like essays. And I didn't want to be like, well, this movie was kind of cool. I liked it. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I'm, I'm, so I decided for next year, I'm going to dive into like the lesser seen films that I remember as a kid and re-watching them and seeing like how accurately I remember them. Oh, I bet it's not close. Uh, I, I, well, for me, I bet, because I think about, and we, we talked about this movie a couple years ago, and in fact, TJ got us a copy of it and I have not watched it, but he got us The Park is Mine. Yeah. Uh, cause I couldn't find that anywhere either. It's now, it's now got a nice Blu-ray release. It does? Yes. I Kino, bet. Kino Warber, I believe, did it. I bet other than the different clips having different colored tape on it, I'm not remember any, remembering anything correctly, I bet. I remember the swimming scene where they had to swim underwater to get out of a certain part of the cave. Into another park. Oh, are you doing Fortress now? Yeah. Oh, I was doing Park oh, you mine. mine. But yeah. yeah, no, I remember nothing. I don't think I remember right. anything about Fortress. Other than it was just, like like you said, the animal masks creeped me out. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I bet I wouldn't remember any of it. Yeah. Like, 
properly. So, so that's my goal is to like find like at least thirty to forty films that I just absolutely fucking loved as a kid for some reason and haven't watched them since I was a kid. Yeah, and fucking when you look up Fortress, the one with Christopher Lambert always comes. If you look up, okay, so if you look up Fortress 1985, yeah, then or, was, the, was it Rachel Ward? Yeah, I think who was so. the actress in that? I'm pretty sure. Is this it? Is this it? What? <laughs> I don't know if it is or not. It might be. It might be. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna see if you can get it for two bucks. Yeah, because uh, that, I think when we looked it up before, uh, it wasn't even, I didn't, I thought it maybe didn't even have a, a Blu-ray or anything. It might not, but. Oh, man, I reset here. I'm sure this is riveting to listen to. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh it's not eligible. Boo. Oh, well. Probably because right now, like, Voodoo's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you sure? Really? Really? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, that and that would have been the first one. But then also any, especially around that age, like because, like, you're talking 9, 10 years old. Uh, when did Thunderdome come out? 80, 83. Three. So the creepy Australian movie started, uh, or the being creeped out by Australian uh, yeah, yeah fest, Thunderdome so. just had some weird shit. And I mean, not even just like Master Blaster, but just like... Right. Especially the, when you're eight. Yeah. yeah. The kids, you know. Oh, yeah. The kids were weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some gems in Australian cinema, though. There really are. That movie I watched just recently that was really good was... What was it called? The one where the, end, the, the asteroid was hitting? I don't remember. Oh, the one with Gerard Butler? No. No. Uh... The only person that you would know oh, the was the girl from that's in Spider, that's uh, Betty Brant in Spider-Man. Yeah, shit, I can't remember the name of it. It was the last episode, but that was like a month ago now. I know. Uh, what else did I watch? Uh, oh, I watched, so I, did we already talk about the Tom Clancy thing, or was that off air? Off air. Uh, I watched, uh, for, for a new movie, the Tom Clancy's Without Remorse with Michael mm-hmm. B. Jordan, um... Was came out the first of the month. It's you've seen it. Like, it looks like super generic seen it. It, action. There is nothing. It's like at some point I was actually saying it out loud to no one. Like, there's nothing in this movie. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you couldn't cut out of this movie and plop into a different one, and it wouldn't be that jarring. Yeah. Like, nothing. There's no, there's, like, no original... Anything. Anything. I don't even know how to say it. Like, every <laughs> fucking scene, every scene you feel like, I've seen this ten times. Mm-hmm. This storyline, this, he, you know, his, they, they killed his wife and daughter. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Now he's, and to now do, now he's, he's going to do things his way, yeah. not the government's way. <laughs> you have seen this, Dan. <laughs> you have seen Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. My God, in the whole movie is that way. It's almost, it would almost be hard to make a movie. Yeah, it's, this. Like, it's like they just took flat, like idea starter flashcards and put them all together. Right, and didn't do anything else. Yes. No, we're just going to use this. <laughs> no, guys. This, this is, is a springboard. We're just using this. Guys, this is gold. Give me another card. 
Uh, it's just, it's, it, it's so bland. It's, it's bland to the point where you're just like, I can't believe, I refuse to believe that nothing original or interesting is going to happen in this movie, yeah. but nothing ever does. I mean, the action's fine, but... Because, I mean, and uh, look, you Michael could, B. Jordan... It sounds like you could have replaced Michael B. B. Jordan with Mark DeCascos. Anyone. And then it's a 90s movie. Well, yeah. he is the only yeah. watchable thing on screen. I mean, he's still, I mean, he's still terrific, but... He needs a better agent. He, he did this. Oh, it's him? He produced it. Oh, jeez. This was, this was a, a lot him. Oh. So... Oh. Maybe he needs to be more hands-off. I don't know. Because uh, he's terrific. It's just, well, he always is, though. So. It's just that the, uh, everything else is just bland. And then I followed that up with Ava, which is exactly the same. Yeah. It's not the same exact movie. But it's Lucy. But it's, it's Hannah. Yes. Sort of. Yeah. Every one of them. And all the other... Uh, I know you and I... Uh, we will make fun of people who say this because everyone's like, I don't like trailers. They show the whole movie. And I'm like, no, they fucking don't. It's usually like stuff from the yeah. first 10 minutes. Not in this case. Ava, I'm not kidding. The trailer is a full synopsis. <laughs> there awesome. is nothing left out of that trailer. You're going to love it when they do that. That tells you how deep the other 96 minutes are. Yeah. But that's the whole movie. Like, you see her with the villain at the end. It's nuts in the trailer. And I kind of felt that way when I was watching the trailer. I was like, this is feeling like it's too far into the movie to still be showing stuff like this. You know, fighting between characters that are supposed to be on the same side. Like, that's not something, that's something you save, right? Nope. We don't, we uh, we got the whole movie. It was, <clears throat> and, and this was one I think Jessica Chastain was heavily involved in, like, she produced it and... It's just, like, and again, she's fine. Maybe she's great. Shouldn't be producers. Although no. Brad Pitt does good production stuff, but then he'll he'll sometimes throw himself into the movie when he shouldn't. Yeah, years that was that was your problem with Twelve Years a yeah. Slave, right? Uh, uh, yeah. See, and my problem, there, my thing there was that the uh, historically that that person existed, but your issue was that it was Brad Pitt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, that's Brad Pitt. Yeah. Took me right out of that damn movie for, I mean, for only like a minute, but still. It, yeah, it's not the type of movie you want to be taken out of. Um, but the and Jessica Chat, much like Michael B. Jordan, Jessica Chastain's great. Uh, oddly enough, though, the it's got a good cast, but uh, Malkovich is at his most mediocre. Uh, uh, Colin Farrell is there doing a. Uh, if uh, the Tommy Lee Jones who did Two Face, oh, it's not this over the oh, top, oh but gosh. it's not that it's not that over the top. But like, if you were to say, okay, Two Face is this crazy thing, and Tommy Lee Jones went to one fifty, yeah, this is what they did with it's. He's just a little, he's overdoing it a little bit, and you're like, this is not the movie for a cartoony villain. No, it's a born movie. Mm -hmm. So he, he's just kind. of, I don't know. It's he's kind of silly, and it's it gets. It gets, dumb at, when that it gets dumb at the end. Know what movie you're in, dude. Come on. Yeah. Uh, to, to kind of go along with action, though, uh, Andrea got her first viewing of The Raid under her belt. Huh. Because she had never Interesting. seen it. Because she had been listening to us talk about The Raid, and she was like, you guys are always talking about The Raid on the podcast. So we, we? watched it. Yeah, we do quite a bit. 
As we should. It's well, amazing. it's easy to... Oh, well, for one thing, when we're doing the podcast, it's in my sight line. Like, mm. it's yeah, right there. right there. <laughs> so it's... It, whenever anything even remotely close to it comes up, it that pops into my head. And, like you said, as it should. Um, so? Yeah. Uh, she liked it. Both her and Tristan watched it with me. Um, we're not ready for it. No, uh, just I just because see that. the violence is so. I mean, I don't want to say real because anyone who sees it knows it's heightened. Oh yes, but still, it's like it's graphic. Yeah, you know, like the scene when like the door breaks and he jumps backwards with the guy's head. Yeah, and yeah. Shoves it into the broken door. Yeah, yeah. That that's jarring for people who are not used to seeing that in action movies. I would argue that the raid is more enjoyable the second time. Yeah, because the shock factor is gone. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, I mean, you're still, I was still, the first time I saw it, I was still blown away. Yeah. I think I watched it immediately the next mm. day. But it's a different thing. The next time you watch it, you're like, holy shit, this movie is awesome. Yeah. Because you really, you really start to appreciate it. Uh, are they going to watch too? Maybe. Maybe I can convince her to. Because like she, she enjoyed it, but it was, it, it's a tense movie. Mm. And, some people just don't like being that tense for 90 straight minutes. Yeah. Because, I mean, that movie starts five minutes in and does not let up from there. Except for, like, one scene where there's, like, a respite. Yeah. Like, about 45 minutes in. But then it goes right back to insanity. So. Yeah, I'd be curious to see uh, what they thought of 2. Because, like, we've talked... <clears throat> a lot about two. I mean, two obviously is a much bigger budget. It's a much bigger world. I still prefer the first one, even though the second one is a better movie. Yeah. Um, the claustrophobia. You can't. Uh, I mean, it's also a budget restraint, mm-hmm. but you also can't duplicate that claustrophobia effect yeah. uh, in well, the story. The, fact that the, th- the second one takes place over the course of a few years. Yeah, and yeah. is is out in the world. Um, Obviously, you know, you got more money, you can do more things, mm-hmm. but you, the, the claustrophobia of the first one is kind of what, well, it's part of, you know, you're, it's for 90 minutes, you're like, cause they're not out. Yeah. <laughs> they're in there and they've only got one way to go. Uh, so it, it's, it is, uh, and then just the, I mean, obviously the, the fight choreography is mm-hmm. next level. Oh yeah. Um, and that's probably better in two. Yeah. Because there's more... Well, you have more... Also, you have more actors that can do yeah, that, yeah, kung that's, fu shit that yeah, they do. That was, that was what I was trying to say, but I was like, I was going to say more dudes. <laughs> but yeah, you've got more uh, there's guys more, that There's more villains. Yeah. Um, more boss fights. Yes. <gasps> Segway! <laughs> All right, this movie was actually really good. I mean, yeah. it was not good, but it was really yeah. good. Uh, we're talking about uh, boss... Bo- le- boss, boss level. level. Boss level on I've Hulu. Already forgotten what it was on yeah. Hulu. Yeah. Uh, starring Frank Grillo. I always enjoy Frank Grillo. I don't know why, because he's he's a poor man's Liam Neeson, which yeah. is funny because he mentions Liam Neeson <laughs> in the film. Uh, I think it's because for some reason, even though you look at the guy and he's like obviously a oh, tank a, of he a is human, a jacked dude. He's but like, he just he, he's like, like Hugh Jackman Wolverine level like body fat. Yes. <laughs> but he but on the other hand, even though with all that in mind, he still looks like a guy who just stumbled on set and is just like, holy shit, you're gonna put me in this movie? <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I'll do it. Yeah. And you're like, it's, you know what I, it, that's kind of how, how I it's felt. It's one of the reasons I like Dave Batista so much is because he's yes. like, people are paying me to do yeah. this. What? You and know? you can, and that comes through on screen. Like yeah. he's just fucking jazzed to be oh, there. Oh, he's always seeming like he's having a good time. Um, and, uh, so the, if, you, if you're not familiar with Frank Grillo, he played crossbones, crossbones. in, um, briefly in, uh, <laughs> very, Winter Soldier. Very briefly. And very briefly in Civil War. Yeah. Uh, but he was also in the second and third Purge movies. I wouldn't uh, have done Or that. Beyond Skyline, if you happen to like that film. Another kind of B-movie. Is that any good? It's enjoy. The second one is. Okay. The Beyond Sky. There's a third one I haven't seen yet, but the second one, it's... It's dopey fun, mm-hmm. you know. Um, not quite. It's a little more dopey than, say, boss level. Yeah. But, um, but it, it's not like bo- and boss level's got some people in it. I've never seen that. Oh, interesting. Uh, uh, basically, the plot of boss level is it's it's Groundhog Day in a movie like Michael B. Jordan's Tom Clancy type of thing where he's yeah. So it it clearly doesn't take itself. Super no, serious. not at all. The 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 thing that I it's actually a merging of two kind of movie uh, setups, which is the the classic Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and I guess I had never thought of it this way, but it blends perfectly into the this movie is a video game oh, style yeah. movie because that's what video games yeah, are. You this, die and you start over. Yeah, this film had the best little nods to. It being a video game without it coming across like fucking pixels. Yes, that and we uh, we were we both just, we were talking about that after because uh, Dan watched it and then I th- well that's actually that's the thing we should talk about. I had never even heard of this movie. I had neither until I saw the until it, it I saw up. you had watched it. Yeah, um, uh, the plot is he's a retired special forces officer who is constantly playing the day of his death, Groundhog Day style or Happy Death Day style. Yeah. Um, the world his his. his Ex-wife, I guess. Yeah, or separated. Separated, um, works for like you know the hadron collider type people. You know, right? They're doing some super serious sci-fi level shit, right? That could either allow you to do like time travel or could end the world, right? Um, and for some reason, there's a bunch of assassins trying to kill him, and he doesn't really know why, and he has to slowly piece it together by essentially. Playing the video game. Yeah, trial and error. There's side quests and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and the part that I love the most about it, and we, this is what we talked about, was there shit that he just straight up ignores. Yeah. That later you're like, that that was an important piece of information. Like, there's a character that he sees. Because at first he's like, I never make it past 1247 yeah. in the afternoon. Never. This is when I always it, die. He's no not- matter where I am, one of the assassins <clears throat> catches up with me by this point. He's also, uh, if you're not familiar... Also, spoilers for boss level, obviously. Uh, he He's narrating the whole time, too. Yeah. And I think uh, when we... Uh, we're up around, most of the movie takes place in uh, his attempt 140. You know, he's been mm-hmm. doing this a while. Yeah, he's been doing this... flashbacks to older ones from time to time. Yeah. But. For the most part, he's been doing this for months. Yeah. Uh, this same day. So... Yeah. 1247. Uh, it always starts off the same way where he's got a woman in his bed and he wakes up and a dude is trying to kill him with a machete. Then a fucking helicopter shows up outside of his apartment. With, with Rob f- Gronkowski in with, it. With Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> I mean, that shows you how serious they're taking themselves. Yep. Um, Speaking of someone who is clearly just having a ball. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a lot of the people in this film. Yes. I mean, because, like, his wife is played by fucking Naomi Watts. I know. 
<laughs> you know, she she's not a low rent type of actress. No. You know, she's multiple Oscar she nominations. She wanted to be there. Yeah. Um, and part of the fun at first is like he he he's fighting off this guy with a machete while drinking his coffee because he yeah. knows exactly what's going to happen and he's bored by this. This is a part of the game he's had to replay a million times and know what's going right. to happen. It's but he like, still has to. It's do it. like one one in Mario. You can just sprint straight through it. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, he always he never makes it past twelve forty seven, and you see as his day progresses, like okay, well here's a guy who's a security guy. Yeah. Who he never wants to fucking talk to. Right. Turns out that guy, if you talk to him, had some important information. Won't shut up about how much he knows about cybersecurity and stuff yeah. like that. Which eventually leads him to learn that he's being tracked through an implant in his tooth. Right. Well, how does he get the implant in his tooth? Oh, well, the girl that he woke up with that morning, he met at the dentist the day before. You know, oh, he's and he's at, um, fucking, I, I just want to call him Chang. Oh yeah, his character and community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ken Ken Long. Ken Jong. Ken Jong. Um, he goes to his like cafe every day for a drink. Well, every day uh, Ken Jong is talking about. Oh my god, that's a world famous sword fighter over there, yeah. and it's fucking <laughs> Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, and it's like just treated really casually. But an hour later, you're like, fuck. I bet he needs to train with her because he's gonna have he's gonna get killed repeatedly by a woman with a fucking sword. And the funny thing about. And again, that is so video gamey. Like I just think of Skyrim. You walk into a place, and someone just says the dumbest thing to you, and you're like, "This is a video game. There's no way that's random." Yeah. This person is telling me for a reason that he sells fucking three bald yeah. oxen or something. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I don't know why. At I some point, that. you're yeah. gonna need to do. You're gonna that. need a three bald oxen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Is what they're telling you. So yeah, he goes in, and someone says, "Oh, that's so and so, the world famous sword fighter." Yeah. Yep. She was the whatever world champion sword fighter. So yeah, and the the fact that all of the bosses uh, are like you said, just a wacky cast of basic video game characters. Yeah, that's explained away Woman by with sword twin <laughs> twin guys with guns. <laughs> yeah, the guy that happens to look just like him. Yeah, you know. Um... Yeah, it's all people that you would encounter in a video game yeah. at some point. And it's explained away by the uh, people that are trying to kill him, saying this can't be connected to us, so just get a bunch of lunatics. Yeah, uh, yeah, get the weird ones. Get the, a bunch of weird, weird um, assassin-y type people. Yeah, so I mean, this fight is, I mean, this movie is loaded with action scenes. Lots of great fights. Uh, very pop culture reference-y. Um, we mentioned the Liam Neeson thing. They talk yep. about, you know... First time he encounters the girl with the sword, he's, he's like, you remember that scene in Indiana Jones? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, this is why he did that. It wasn't this. Well, and that that's another that's another thing. that's an, That goes along with the, like, he keeps getting his ass kicked by this uh, woman with a sword. Ass kicked, gets killed. Uh, she cuts his head off many times. Yeah. Um, is that no matter what he does, he can't beat her, like you said, until he gets training. And so, because yeah. he tries to shoot her a million times. And With she many different guns. And she dodges it. Yeah. Like like in a video game, like the video, the game's telling you, look, motherfucker, you can't do it this way. Yeah. We want you to do this. Yeah. Um, which is, again, most, you brought up Pixels, which I have not seen, but I'm going to shit on it anyway. Uh, but generally in the, uh, this movie is a video game style movies, that's where the shtick ends. Yeah. Is that, haha, look, it's Pac-Man. Yeah, they don't look actually... and you've got to chase him around in cars. Like, yeah. Like you're a ghost. They don't actually treat it like a video game. They don't put 
video game things yeah, into there's it. there's no video game logic. This movie does. Yeah. It's all that. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. Like, really stupid. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wonder how people who don't play video games view it. It might come across as odd. Yeah. Or... Um, feel like it's lazy writing yeah maybe but it's not it's just using it's actually the of, it's quite clever i was gonna say that's the word i was gonna use it's not a smart movie but yeah. it is clever yeah um but it also has heart to it because he's yeah. got you know there's <laughs> scenes with his his son who he, the son doesn't know he's the dad right um you know there's you know, there's bonding over video games i was surprised at at the level of uh, not making me roll my eyes and pause and go find something to do for 20 minutes yeah. with the kid scenes. Yeah. It was actually, it was a little bit hacky, but overall it was like, all right, I kind of, I'm rooting for this guy to, yeah. to... I hope he gets to know his kid. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of, since you mentioned Gerard Butler, there is a Gerard Butler one where there's a lot of kid stuff and it's just... yeah. Like, yeah, I mean that's it's a trope that yeah. they're you know the the hitman the badass hitman yeah, has to get to know his kid right. who isn't into the same things he's into right. Um, one of the only things I was that bothered me about the film though when they were talking when they were playing um, Street Fighter and they called it like an eight bit I'm like Street Fighter oh yeah Street Fighter was never eight bit it was sixteen bit yeah. to begin with and again and that's not what they're playing on that big ass screen right that's a that's a next gen upgrade for that game yeah there far. was a there was a couple little uh total nerd where, shit oh yeah shit. where where my where i was you start to raise a finger at mm -hmm. them and you're like ah, eh, it's not worth it <laughs> don't get angry over this dummy you're enjoying this movie yeah. uh but yeah overall i thought i i could i could rewatch that like oh, a yeah. lot of this a lot of the stuff i watch i'm like yeah that was good i'm never gonna watch it i'll probably watch that again yeah. uh, no, it would be like a fun pairing with like a happy death day you oh know? yeah, yeah. Ooh, that would be a good uh, festival uh, over like a weekend film festival. Is just Groundhog Day style movies. That Palm Springs. Yeah, you know, because it's all attacking the same premise, but using different genres, different ways. I mean, the closest to it is like you mentioned, Happy Death Day, <coughs> where the uh, that's oh, that's the other interesting thing about this <coughs> is that like Happy Death Day is it starts over when she dies. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of uh, Groundhog Day is it starts over when he dies or he wakes up the next morning. Mm -hmm. uh, in this, if he lives to a certain point and hasn't solved it, yeah. the world ends. Yeah. <laughs> so because at some point the the time machine, if it's left on for too long, uh, it'll destroy the planet. Yeah. So several times yeah. the world just ends because he. It's the sort of thing where. I haven't died yet in this stupid level, but I cannot fucking yeah. find and there's a ticking clock. the thing that they want me to find. Yeah. I didn't make it out on time, or it's, yeah. again, a, a very video gamey uh, setup where, sorry, you didn't make it, boom, start over. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then he, you have to do 1-1 one, one again. And I liked the end of the movie particularly, where he's like, well, what will happen once this singularity thing, whatever, gets resolved? She's like, well, you'll probably have to relive the whole day again. Right, yeah, yes. And that's what happens. It's like, he knows, okay, you've made it, but it's going to replay the same day, but now you can't fucking die. Right. If you, you die, you're dead. If you make it to rescuing me, then I'm rescued. 
And we're good. And we're good, but you have to get there. Because well, we, we might as well fill that gap in now. We've already. It's not like we're saving spoilers at this point. The ex-wife is the only one that can turn the machine off, and she's the one that put him in it. Yeah. To so that because she needed him to figure it out because yeah. she knew eventually he would. Yeah, it's a huge fucking MacGuffin as to what the oh, machine yeah. actually oh, yeah. does. Yeah, yeah. It, it's still not yeah. clear. Yeah, and, really. and, and we still haven't even mentioned yet Mel Gibson's in this fucking <laughs> yeah, movie right. as the villain. Him and his henchman Will Sasso. Yeah. Um, uh, and we. What else was he in? That we've seen a million times. The security guy. Oh. <laughs> he was in How I Met Your Mother as a bartender at one point. Oh, he was? Uh, yeah. He was on SCTV for a long time. Like. What movie would he have oh, been geez, a thug in recently that maybe not? Probably a bunch. It's funny because he's, he's a comedic actor. Yeah. But he looks like every fucking bouncer at a club yeah. ever. So he pulls. He pulls. That's. I mean, he could do that role for the next 20 years. Yeah. Uh. Uh, Will Sasso has recently been in, Jesus, 134 fucking film credits. Or what would be the most popular thing? Um, wow, I can't even... He was, he was a voice in Klaus. Oh, uh, yeah, that must have been it. <laughs> two episodes of the Orville. Happy oh, Gilmore. Like Super Troopers 2. Okay, maybe I don't fucking recognize he's him. Been on a, he's been in a ton of shit. Maybe I just recognize the face from seeing him literally everywhere here. Uh, yeah, episodes of Family Guy. And the other thing we were talking about with the on the Mel Gibson front was, I had to look it up. And yeah, before, I thought this was very interesting when you mentioned that. Before this, I'm still not. I still don't fully believe it, even though I've looked at it like five times. The last Mel Gibson movie that I saw before this one, what was it again? I already forgot. Wasn't his war one? No. Uh, shit. What <laughs> was it? We had this big, huge, uh, cool fact. Signs. Signs was the last Mel Gibson Which movie I saw. Which is 2002. Yeah. And and it made me think, like, I did not. I saw Edge of Darkness, which was 2010. I mean, to be fair. From like 2004 to 2000, yeah. he didn't make Mel, a movie. <laughs> Mel, wasn't, Mel wasn't getting much work. Um. With good reason. He, yeah. he he seems like he's a terrible fucking human being, especially when he drinks. That that was the 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 thing that took me the only thing that I that I really disliked about this movie was like I was I don't like Mel Gibson makes me cringe anyway at this point. Uh but oh, they had him make a race joke. Yeah, when he makes it especially not just an Asian race joke about this whether sword is Chinese or Japanese, he doesn't care. I'm like um, I mean, also, this film was directed by Joe Carnahan, yeah. who um, also has, has not always done all, but he did The Grey, which is a great film, yep. um, did Narc, which I really liked, The A-Team, which wasn't bad. Um, I don't think I ever saw it. It's not bad. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Jesus, <laughs> um, go, go back. Where was I? See, I want, there's something else I'm missing from Joe Carnahan. And the funny thing is the the... Oh, Smoke and Aces. I really like Smoke and Aces. It, What's oh, that one? Joe Car- um, it was just Lockstock and Two Smoking okay, Barrels, but with a different cast. That's what I thought. He did Bad Boys for Life. He did the screenplay for it. Or I think he directed it, too. I, I didn't watch that yet. Is that No, he just, he just did the screenplay. They took it away from him. That's the newest one? Yeah. Um, In the series that I didn't even know there was a third one? Yeah. Uh, so Joe Garnett is a very capable action director. Um, and this, he, he does very well. 
But yeah, Mel Gibson, it's it's funny because I had I had seen in between I'd seen Edge of Darkness and Fat Man. So but goddamn, has a bigger actor ever fallen so fucking hard before? Well, it's the thing about the the it's it's not even a it's not a racist joke. If any other actor had said it, it would have been fine. But yeah. just to even have him because what he says is, is she he says something about it is he asked the it's a Chinese uh, the woman is Chinese her the sword person and he asks her if her sword is a katana and she says that's Japanese I'm Chinese and he says let's not make this about race which would have been a kind of a funny joke except but not it's him from him who you has gotta made steer clear awful, of that shit. awful awful racist statements in the past yeah you got to steer yeah. clear of that. Uh, Mel. Yeah. Mel. What do you do? I mean, but he, yeah, he, he's, I mean, he's not back to what he once was. I mean, he was the action star oh, in yeah. the 80s and early 90s, you know, directing Oscar winning films, winning Academy Awards. So since 2002, since Signs, um, this is one thing I don't like about Letterboxd, sorry Letterboxd, is they just pile in every fucking, yeah. Most of this stuff, making making ofs and all that stuff. I just want the movies that he was in. Okay, so after Signs, it would be Payback, I guess. I don't uh, recognize some of this hold stuff. Hold on. Let payback, me... Edge of Darkness, The Beaver. Pay, payback at that point, it was a different cut of Payback. That's why it's on there. Okay, so that goes back further. Yeah. Is Payback pre-2002? I believe so. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought that was a 90s movie. Yeah, they did, uh, they let... Um, Forgetting his name now. Curtis Hansen, do a director's cut of it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Post Signs was The Singing Detective, which is a film with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Paparazzi, he was uncredited in it. Uh, then Edge of Darkness in 2010. Then Jodie Foster's film The Beaver in 2011. Then Get the Gringo in 2012, Machete's Kills in 2013. I mean, Expendables 3, 2014, Bloodfather 2016. He's got a definite type of role that he's being put into. Daddy's like, Home 2. Daddy's Home 2. Uh, Dragged Across Concrete, which is on my shelf. I need to watch it, but that's only because it's by the same guy who did Bone Tomahawk and uh, Brawl in Cell Block 99. Um, Professor and the Madman... Force of Nature. I don't even know what the fuck that is. And then it's, Fat Man. It's got Emil Hirsch. And a Kate gang Bosworth. of thieves plan a heist during a hurricane, but it's not hurricane heist. It's also not Hard Rain. Was the one with <laughs> Man with Christian Slater? Yeah. Oh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. The, that that movie where you can't hear any of the lines because it's rain and it's <laughs> hard rain, man. Dude, it's in the title. But no, there's an actual film called Hurricane Heist because they did it on uh, How Did This Get Made. It's oh, yeah. Yeah. I've, oh, yeah. We've, I've, so I've, yeah, here's an... Yep. That's a double feature. Watch that. Hurricane Heist and Force of Nature. Yeah. Um, and Hard Rain. And then Forces of Nature with Ben Affleck. <laughs> and who is that with? Uh, Sandra Bullock. Okay. I'm sure it's a fucking beaut. <laughs> yeah, but it... I don't know. I'm not sure what Gibson's career is going to be. But I think this is it. It always surprises me when he shows up in shit. I think this is it. He's going to show up in weird shit as the bad guy with a beard mm -hmm. until he's dead. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Uh, but overall, I, I mean, this is, once again, an example of 
how our rating systems aren't really consistent with anything. I gave Boss level four stars. It's not As a. Did I. It is not a four star movie. No, but I had four stars worth of fun. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, I really, I really like that. I will, I will rewatch it. Um, we both, I think, watched the Star Wars movie on the fourth. Yeah, watched Rogue One myself. Um, I watched Force Awakens because I watch. I've decided that I'm going to watch Rogue One on my birthday every year. I don't know why I associate that. Did it come out around my birthday? Maybe it did. No, it would have been Christmas. Yeah, but still. Whatever. For some reason, I associate that movie with my birthday. So, um, And then we already talked about Mitchell's. Um, I have thrown my actor list all the fuck off because I watched Infinity War and Ragnarok this week. Yeah, so, that'll do it. You know, but what, You're still fucked up for my, uh, my uh, Kevin Smith film watch. Oh, I bet. Like, fucking Kevin Smith is literally my most watched actor right now. And I'm is like, that can't hold. Jason Lee way higher than he should be? No, but Jason Mewes is. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Jason Mewes sure as fuck is. Yeah. Uh, he can't be too far behind Kevin Smith, can He's he? He's like one. Yeah. One film behind Kevin. Because, um, like, I watched An Evening with Kevin Smith and yeah. that. Even though Jason Mewes <laughs> was also in that. Maybe Kevin Smith showed up in something else. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I can't have those two be my most viewed actors this year. I just can't. I mean, I'm sure Samuel L. Jackson will eventually overtake them for something. For something. For Because some he's reason. still like only like two films behind them, and I've yeah. only watched one Marvel movie all year. <laughs> I have to, I'll, I can double check, but I think one interesting thing that watching Infinity War did was it, uh, along with the Bong movies, it bumped Tilda Swinton nice. to near she's the top. She's pretty high on my list right now. <clears throat> because she's in like... Actually, I just watched a film with her. Uh, one of the things that she got noticed for, uh, 1992's Orlando. Really? Where she, it's it's based on a Virginia Woolf book. Um, where she's a woman who doesn't age, but does suddenly switch. That's actually well, true. I take that back. She's a man who doesn't age, but suddenly switches genders at a certain time, on time timeline. And it's not like they use any makeup or anything. She's <laughs> just dresses slightly different. Because she's very androgynous. She can do that. Um, and it's, it's also, a, she it, does not age. It's a very... Yeah, she honestly does not look much different. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that, though. It's, it's the first time I'd ever seen it. Um, oh, yeah. It's a four-way tie with Tilda Swinton, Mark Ruffalo, Benedict Wong, and Michael Shannon from My Shinonathon. Yeah. Um, and then right behind it is Chris Evans and Hiddleston and Cumberbatch. Um, and, Another Sons thing that I'm rewatching though will definitely affect the outcome. I'm rewatching the Fast and the Furious films. Oh no! For when Part Nine comes out. Oh no! <laughs> so fucking Vin Diesel's gonna be up there, man. He's Especially good. if I watch a couple Marvel movies. Oh no! <laughs> you could hit double digits. I could easily. Easily. Maybe I'll lean into it. There we go. <laughs> um, it's gonna be him and fucking you're gonna be staring at. Uh, Tyree, I was going to say Ja Rule for some no, reason. No, Ja Rule's only in one. Is he in he, Tokyo he, Drift? No. Which one is he? Too Fast, Too Furious. No. I don't fucking No, know. that's the first one with um, Ludacris. The, the, the rappers in Fast and the Furious films start, go, Ja Rule, okay. Ludacris, <laughs> Bow Wow. <laughs> really? Little Bow Wow. He's so in not Lil, no, just Bow Wow is in. He's not Lil anymore. No, he's just Bow Wow in part three. What's he? Oh, he's, Tokyo, in he's in Tokyo Drift. Okay, I knew there was a rapper in Tokyo Drift. Yeah. Which, honestly, I like that one a lot better now. Had you ever seen it before? Parts. I'd yeah. never seen it continuously, because it was sure. one of those, like, my client was always rotating between the yeah. three of those, so I was always catching 15 minutes of <laughs> one of them and not always knowing which one. 
Um, and not caring. But Han grew to be one of my favorite characters in, yeah. in 5 and 6 and 7. So seeing the film that he was initially in, I actually really like... He reminds me an awful lot of Brad Pitt, and not just because he's just always fucking snacking. But he's very much like Brad Pitt in the Ocean Eleven's movies in those. Wait, so is timeline-wise... Tokyo Drift is after? Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially because, like, this is that's the one where Vin Diesel made a surprise, like, end scene in. And they're like, someone's here to race you, blah, 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 says they knew Han. He's family. Jesus. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, it's the first, like, that whole movie went, part three, there's, like, zero mention of family until the very end scene when Vin shows up to race him. And they don't even bring that kid back until, like, Part eight, I think he's in eight briefly. The one with the really heavy accent. What's his name? Yeah, Slingblade kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, the one with the he's very a, heavy Alabama accent. He's also in one of the NCISs. Mm. I think the New Orleans one, which would make sense. Yeah, Lucas Black is his name. Yes, Black. I was. I want to say Lucas so, Hedges, um, but that's not it. Yeah. What was Lucas Hedges just in that I saw? He was in uh, Moonrise Kingdom. I just watched Moonrise. Moonrise but maybe Kingdom. we'll get Bow Wow in like part nine or ten. Because I mean, he's one of the ones... Oh, Ja Rule hasn't shown back up, but I guess Ja Rule's just a dink. So no one wants to work with him. Ja Rule story time? Uh, <laughs> Worst book well, event not, ever. It, it's not really... <laughs> <laughs> Boy, Borders is, really is struggling, aren't they? Uh, <laughs> that's, how, that's how the independent bookstores die, Dan. Yeah. Is, uh, ja, Rule ja Rule day. story time. Um, I was... Oh, I have to tell a, a mildly embarrassing story in order to get to Those are always the Ja Rule best. story. So, <clears throat> Friday night, I didn't go to bed until uh, about 2.15, which is unusual for me mm -hmm. during the school year, because even on weekends, I'm done at 11 at the latest, uh, just to keep my clock on the way that it is. So I, But Friday night, I didn't go to bed. We watched, uh, what did we watch? We watched Aladdin. Because Tilly wanted to watch Aladdin. So that's what we watched for Friday night movie night. And we started it kind of late. So it was like, because I was still planning on watching something mm -hmm. down here uh, after. But we didn't start it until about 9. So it was like 11 by the time Aladdin got over. Um, so I just came down. I was going to come down maybe watch a couple things, have a bottle. Because I always have a bottle of water before I go to bed. Um, and then just go to bed. But I... Somehow got on to uh, Hamilton reaction videos, oh. like people, like vocal coaches watching and like explaining yeah. uh, what they're doing and stuff like that, which is always cool to watch. And then I got on to, because there's multiple kinds of uh, your reaction videos, if you're into those for, the, for music and stuff, you've got either like uh, people that do it, like... Uh, drum teacher watches Danny Carey, reacts to Danny Carey or whatever, or you have people that wouldn't normally be listening to this type of music reacting yeah. to it, because that's fun. Like, you'll see the 16-year-old kids reacting to 90s music. Um, so with uh, with Hamilton, I started out with, I watched a couple vocal coach reacts ones, and then I went to a, uh, a heavy metal guy that uh, watching, uh, listening to Yorktown for the first time. And he was just blown away by it. Yeah. And so then, like, in the comments, people are like, you should do a live stream and watch the whole show. And he's like, fuck it, fine, I'll do it. So uh, for copyright reasons and whatnot, <clears throat> all they can do for the stream 
it would be as if, and this is going to be super handy for you listening, but if the camera was set up in front of the TV and all you could see was me and my microphone and you could hear it, but you can't see it because he'd get sued. So I watched a guy watch Hamilton Friday night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a two hour and 40 minute show. And he paused quite a bit to talk about stuff. And I sat here and watched most of it that night. Nice. And finished it the next day. Uh, so that led me somehow to, uh, in there, there is this, uh, uh, I've always heard about the, the Hamilton mixtape, which I thought was early versions and demos of songs from the show. That's what I assumed it was. That's what a couple of them are, and that you can tell where they would fit into the show. It's basically deleted scenes, mm-hmm. if you think of it that way. But what it also is, is alternate versions of the songs sung by famous people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like Kelly Clarkson does one, and uh, Sia does one. John Legend does one. Anyway, uh, Ashanti and Ja Rule are doing Helpless. Wow. It sounds, it's really weird because it just, it sounds like it came right out of 2002. Because they, they go right back into their comfort zone or whatever. And, you know, the, the, so the, the style of the singer really changes the song because it just sounds like an Ashanti Jaw Rule song from 2002. And that's not something I want to hear. No, you in don't. In general, no. no in general, don't. I don't want to hear most Jaw Rule songs. Um, but, like, boy, it comes flooding back real fast because I hadn't heard a, uh, a Jaw Rule Ashanti joint in quite a while. Um, and it'll be a while before I do. Baby, put it on me. <laughs> no, no. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got it. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of his things, right? Yep. That's him. Uh, there were a couple that were good, but a lot of... Uh, Usher does wait for it. It's not the same. There's a couple yeah. good ones. The fun thing about this rewatch, though, is uh, Andrea will be watching one of her first Fast and Furious. I think I'll have her watch five or six. Wait, has she's never seen any of them? No. I think you started me off with five. Yeah. Is that where it... That's the first rock one. Okay, yeah, I think that was the first because that was the first one I saw. Um, that wait, that, that, no, that's that, not that, true. That's your gateway, Fast and the Furious. I saw the first one. Uh, uh, this is another story. Um, when I uh, first got when I got out of basic training and got to tech school, the first thing people do. Most of these people that are there, I was older. I'd already I was like twenty four, but uh, a lot of these kids are 18, 19. Mm-hmm. It's the first time they've ever had a job, first time they've ever had any money, mm-hmm. and they had six weeks, seven weeks of making money where they couldn't spend any because they were basic training. So now they've got all this cash, and the first thing most of them do is go, they would go buy a DVD player mm-hmm. and whatever the hit movie at the time was. When I got out of basic, the movie that had just come out on video was Fast and the Furious. Mm-hmm. So I've seen the first Fast and the Furious a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Um, had never seen any of the other ones up until, so that would have been like 2002. Hadn't, wow, also the last time I saw a Mel Gibson movie. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so I didn't see any of those up until you had me watch, I think we were getting ready for seven. seven. Yep. You had me watch five and six. So those were my first two 
And I just remember thinking, this is very different than the movie that I oh, yeah. am I familiar with. I would love with. to show someone part one. Yeah. And then part eight. And then jump to eight. And, yes. then, and then go, how do you think they got here? <laughs> <laughs> I would like you to fill in the blanks. Yes. Two through seven. Yeah. Tell me how this film got <clears throat> to this point. I think some, I, I, someone else said had a similar sentiment on something that I was watching. I think it was a trailer mm-hmm. reaction to the new one. Um, there was a trailer, right? Oh, yeah. And I oh, watched oh, it, right? Oh, yeah. How did this get made? Did an hour-long episode do That's it? what it was. That's what I was listening Okay, thank you. That's what it was. Uh, they were talking about it and, like, said, if you just showed someone who had just seen one this trailer. Yeah. Like, or no, that hadn't seen any of them. Like, explain to me what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't. No. Uh, and that's part of the beauty of it. And I think that really starts with five. That's when shit starts to get really fucking bonkers. And the the thing that I think makes it, I don't know if it if it even makes it more endearing is how seriously it takes itself yeah. most of the time. Oh yeah. Even though they're going to space. Yeah. In their cars. But you still get the fact that like Vin Diesel will never allow himself to be beaten in a fight or a car race in any of these films. He also he also can't. Isn't there something weird about he can't be, like, in a fight, he can't end up lower, like, on the ground. He can't have someone standing over him or something. Yeah. Like, dude. Yeah. How fucking fragile does your oh, ego need to be? He's pretty fragile from the sense of it. My God. And it's it's so funny because it's, like, the exact opposite of what he, I'm sure, he thinks of himself. Yeah. And I, I find that a, a funny trait in a lot of, you know, quote unquote tough guys mm-hmm. is how fragile they are. Like, my yeah. God, dude, fucking, why are you such a baby? Like, yeah. why are you such a baby? Yeah. Why, who cares? You are a wealthy Hollywood actor. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, why, why, something that I wouldn't waste two seconds even thinking about. Yeah. Think Frank Grillo has that problem. Yeah. Think Dave Batista has that right. problem. Yeah, exactly. They're like, it's not real. Yeah. It, no one's going to be like, no one's going to watch Vin Diesel get beat in a fight in a movie and go, fucking pussy. Especially if that person beating you is the fucking rock. <laughs> Who, by the way, yeah. could rip you in half if he wanted to. <laughs> yeah. At age 60 or whatever he is. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you're afraid to lose a fight to the rock yeah. in a movie, it's like, it's the fucking rock. Yeah. Hey, Google, how old is Dwayne Johnson? 49 years old. Okay, so he's 49. But still. Uh, still. So, hey, Google. How old is Vin Diesel? 53? Something like that. 53 years old. Yes. Boom. <laughs> you win. Uh, again, you're 53 years old, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like, fucking... who cares? No one cares. Nobody's measuring your dick anymore, dude. No, no one gives a shit. <laughs> and I promise you, every single person watching it, not a single one was like, oh, man, did you see that? Vin Diesel just got beat up. Yeah. It's a movie, man. Yeah. It was in a script. No one can beat Vin Diesel in a car race because it's never happened. Uh, you can see, you can give him a shitty little car in Cuba that's barely held together and on fire. He'll still win. It's uh, it's very similar to like the stories you would hear about like Kim Jong Un. Yeah, like that he was the greatest golfer who ever lived, and no one ever beat him arm wrestling. And yeah, he exactly. could beat grandmasters at chess and stuff. Yeah, 
It's the same vibe. Like, it's the yeah. same thing. Like, it's just as ridiculous. And you shake your head as to why. And, and I'm just as embarrassed for you as yep. I am. I'm just embarrassed as embarrassed for you, Vin Diesel, as I am for the dead North Korean dictator. <laughs> <sighs> one thing that did amaze me, though, about Part 3, it, it was the first one that was directed by Justin Lin. Yep. Um, so he directed the best ones in the series. I mean, he did four, five, six as well before handing it off to James Wan for seven, which still amazes me. Which one did one of them, which one of them has horror background? Wan. Okay. He's the one who did the Conjuring films. Okay. Um, Aquaman. (laughs) Uh, And then see, that was, that was DC trying to do what Marvel. Yeah. That was, they were trying to Taika their Aquaman. Yeah. It didn't fucking land. (laughs) Um, and then eight was F. Gary Gray, but Justin Lin is back for nine, which excites me. F. Gary Gray did something good, didn't he? He's, he, he did have... straight out of Compton, yep. set it off. Um, he's done a couple things. The Negotiator. He's done a lot of that c- capable action films. Like, yep. He's never been one that's been, I'm like, he's a great director. Yeah. But he's, of course, I should be careful saying that now because, apparently, you know, I insulted Ron Howard on <laughs> Facebook and all of a sudden the whole fucking... Oh, so I take it back. The whole world isn't against me on that. People are either like, yep, Ron Howard sucks. Yeah. Or, what? Haven't you seen The Missing? And I'm like, that's the fucking film you're pulling out? Well, and, and the, the weird spot to be in is like, I don't agree with either of you. And I don't I, think he sucks. And that's the point I made in the original post. Yeah. He's a good filmmaker who I wish could be great. Yeah. Uh, this is another thing that amazed me. He's never, he hasn't written one of his own films since like 92. Really? When he did the story for Far and Away. That was the last film he's got a story by credit on. Hmm. Who's the last director you know that is still making movies 30 years who, later? Who just came in and directed it. Who just directs. Yeah. I mean, he produces too, because uh, he's a very good producer. But yeah. Good segue, Dan. Yeah. If you want to segue into the... Are you watching any of the true crime stuff on Netflix? The no. Little, the mini... I, I rarely ever do. <clears throat> they're well worth watching because they're mostly... Most of them are four episodes, mm-hmm. and that's it. Which I very much Which appreciate. is what they need to be. In yes. It's, it's the ones that are... There's 12 episodes this year, and then you're going to come back for mm-hmm. season two. Uh, the most recent one is... Uh, here comes Tilly. What's up, Tilly? Some what? Wood. You want kind of wood? wood? You gonna build a house? No. Well, right, I guess we're gonna have to pause while I figure out this wood conundrum. Stand by. All right, we're back. Uh, Tilly wants a, a piece of uh, lumber to work on putting screws in. Yeah. Everyone needs to learn a trade, so it's always yeah. good. We will. Yeah. That's what we'll do after. We'll it's her. It's her pre-training for Habitat for Humanity. Right. She'll be probably. Still 10 years from now, 15 years from now, until he joins Habitat for Humanity, she'll be working for Jimmy Carter still. <laughs> He'll be 110 years old. Did you see that picture? Oh, yeah. It looked fake. It did. Like, I'm like, they're what? so small. I'm like, did Peter Jackson take this picture? <laughs> <laughs> what weird ass force perspective is he using? Yeah, it's, it's like Rosalind Carter is a yeah tiny human. Yeah, she's like four and a half feet <laughs> tall, God. 90 pounds, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't know how tall Joe Biden is, but Jesus. I mean, he's, I assume, average height. Yeah. Hey, Google. How tall is Joe Biden? 
Joe Biden is six feet tall. In that picture, he looks seven five. Ask her how tall is Rosalind Carter. Hey Google, how tall is Rosalind Ca Carter? Rosalind Carter is five feet five inches tall. I don't believe it. Not anymore. No, she's no, not. No, she's like five. <laughs> she's like five feet tall now. No, she is not. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Good forced perspective there, Pete. Yeah. Oh, what else did I watch here? I watched some. I watched a lot of weird things that just don't tie into one another. Because I watched a lot of classic films that I'd never seen. Like, I watched MASH for the first time. I'd never oh, seen, you had I'd never, never seen, seen that movie. I I haven't seen it in years and years, but I, uh, I was one of those who... We watched MASH every single night. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. Like, two episodes. Um, so I've seen the series... Because my dad loved it. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen the series, I don't know how many times through. Mm -hmm. So by the time I watched the movie, I was like, this is not my Hawkeye. You know, I, yeah, oh, exactly. I didn't like it. Exactly. Well, it's funny because a lot of the comments that I saw on Letterbox were people like, doesn't have nearly the character development of the show. Well, yeah. I'm like, the show's got 200 episodes. <laughs> I'm like, you, you thought it was gonna? Yeah. How long do you think this movie was? There's, there's 100 hours of the show. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, so I, I, it's very enjoyable. But yes, you're right. It's yeah. not that's not Hawkeye for right. me. That's not Trapper John. Right. Um, but it's it's still a good movie. I watched uh, John Cassavetes' old film Gloria, um, Whit Stillman's Barcelona. Uh, what else? Uh, I started the Three Colors trilogy by Krzysztof Kieślowski. I started off with Bleh. oh good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what else? Uh, oh, this one though. This, I finally got around to watching this for the first time ever. And this right here, okay, for those of you who don't know, I was talking about this Tom earlier. I started a huge fucking argument on one of my Facebook groups. Whenever I do one of my blog posts, and this was just a quick review. I wrote about 500 words on the movie, Ron Howard's The Paper. You watched Mother again? Yeah, on Mother's Day. <laughs> um, I wrote a review of The Paper, which is a good movie. It's good. I like The Paper. <clears throat> um, it gets a little melodramatic and silly at the end. But I still enjoy it. Ron Howard make mo makes movies that, for me, are okay. They're perfectly capable, workmanlike films where it's never going to be awful, but it's never going to be great. So I wrote on a post in one particular group that I posted to, I want to really like Ron Howard's movies, but I feel like most of the good work in the films comes from the acting and not his directing. Now, I understand directors direct actors. <laughs> I, I get that internet, people. However, there were people out there who were yelling at me because apparently they think that's the only thing directors do. Right. Is coach the actors on what to do. Now, about, as with anything, the positive voices in this argument were about one-third of the negative people who had to yell at me. And people were making very solid points. Like, yes, that's a component of directing. Actor, directors also have to do, you know, they help... The cinematographer set up the shots. They tell them where to point the camera. Right. They're, they work with the editor to structure the film the way they want to. Often they work with a scriptwriter to mold the script into what they... Directors have a finger in every fucking job. Yes. In the film. That's why they're directors. Right. You know. <clears throat> but people were just like screaming at me. Well, you must love his films. And if you think the directors are always doing a good job because he's the director and he directs the actors. It's like, no, it's not how that fucking works. <laughs> When you work with people, I mean, he's always got great actors in his film. Yes. And people are like, well, he's a, he's a great, he works well with actors. You're right. 
He does. Mm-hmm. I'm not discounting that. And I'm not calling his films shitty. Right. It's, it doesn't... It, any criticism doesn't... It doesn't have to be that you hate it's it. It's not a zero-sum game. Right. You can, I, like I said, I fucking loved Cocoon growing up and Splash and, you, you know... Apollo 13's great. Apollo 13. I've heard Rush is great. That's one of the films people kept recommending. I'm like, I haven't seen that. It's streaming somewhere right Yeah, now. but people... If people were like, when when the comments were like, man, I thought Rush was great. I'm not, I never argued with him. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll watch, I haven't seen that one. Maybe that will change my mind. It's on Netflix right now. Or people were like, I really loved, how can you not say that A Beautiful Mind was great? It won the Oscar. And I'll be like, a lot of films I think so, win the Oscar so that crash. aren't great. Um, this is what I didn't like about that film. And... You know, if, if we're going to have a discussion, I'm all for it. Yeah. But people were just like, oh, you're fucking stupid. You don't know what a director does. And I'm like, okay. And this is one I made actually a point with. I'm like, a great director can take anything and make it better. Yeah. I'm like, I recently watched Magic Mike, a movie about a fucking stripping Channing Tatum. Yep. <clears throat> now, I only gave it a three and a half. I don't think it's a great movie because... It's a story I've seen a million times, you know, down on his luck guy is doing what he can to survive. But what he really wants to do is this in this film. It just happens to be, he wants to make furniture instead of be a Hollywood actor or something like that. But it's that type of film where you're rooting for this guy. Cause he's, he works really hard and he tries and this, and he wants a better life. But there are shots in that film that are some of the most gorgeous fucking shots in a film I've seen. I've be- never seen that movie because Soderbergh is a fucking great director. He can take shit, like another one that I use is Out of Sight. That's a heist film, multiple heist films. I still haven't seen it, but it's it's great. I know it's on my. Uh, I bought it for two dollars one day. But again, there's stuff in that film where you're just like, man, this is beautifully shot. This is fucking gorgeously edited. Holy fuck, this is a great movie, and it's because Soderbergh's directing it. Soderbergh is a great director. Ron Howard is not. Is, and people are like, oh, but people love him so much. I'm sure he's a great guy. I've mm-hmm. never heard a negative word about Ron Howard. I sure did like Ro- the the Andy Griffith show. Yeah. Uh, he was great on that. Yeah. I'm not calling him fucking Harvey Weinstein right. here. I'm just saying his films don't fucking excite me. Ever. Because I know what I'm going to get. And it, it fucking threw people for a loop. And I'm surprised. I guess I'm, I'm not... I'm surprised that someone like him has, uh, I would expect more, a a reaction more like that if you said something about Scorsese Scorsese or Tarantino or something that would have a really hardcore. fucking, and and again, this, I I think I made the comment to you yesterday. I can write a fucking post, uh, an essay that I think is great about how much this film means to me, blah, blah, blah. And it will do okay. It'll get good views. I can't. Fucking, I, sh- I apparently call out fucking Ron Howard, and that post has been getting traction for three fucking days now, which, that's a lot. It's, it's surprising. It's like having a... a Usually, uh, a post window for views is 24 hours. You know, it gets a lot of good views for 24 hours, and then it's done, which is why I do like three to four posts a week, so that there's constantly eyes on the page. Yeah. And, and that's why I do stuff like quick reviews, so I'm like, I'm just going to give this movie a quick review. This won't cause a stir, but Yeah. Like it's still, it's like having a really, uh, a really strong opinion on 
bread. Yeah. On like white bread. Which is funny because a lot of people compared him to white bread. Well, that's that kind of, that's what yeah. I was. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, how can you have a really strong opinion on this? But like, yeah, that that is still getting views today. Three days fucking later. To the point where it's like, I'm probably going to have my busiest month based on this. Yeah. Based on your... It's my busiest week in over eight weeks. Based on... Based on me... Because you had to trash Opie Cunningham. And I didn't even trash it. If you read the review, I really like the movie The Paper. I'm not... It's, I, 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 I did mention it's not as good as Spotlight or All the President's Men, because it's not. Or even The Post. Yeah. But, yeah. Did you know, You didn't like The Post, though. I did you like seen, The Post? I still haven't seen The Post. Oh, you haven't seen The Post. The Post is pretty yeah. good. And people are like, oh, well, Ron Howard's just like Spielberg. Spielberg just does super popular movies. I'm like, yeah, but he also did fucking Schindler's List. And his... Yeah. I'm sorry, Willow is no Indiana Jones. Come on, yeah. I mean, Spielberg, Spielberg. Yeah. Like, that's not not fair. There there are streaks (laughs) in his career. I'm like, nope, that movie... I I didn't care for Always. I thought that was kind of a lame-ass movie. Empire of the Sun? That was okay. He's, you know, he, but again, this is the guy who gave us fucking Schindler's List. If he never directed another thing ever, he directed a honest to goodness Hollywood masterpiece. Yeah. Ron Howard is not going to give us that. No. If he does, awesome. I'll be the first one to fucking watch that at the theater. He's also, this is going to be a great segue. He's also never going to give us anything as good as Berserker. Segway. That was pretty smooth, wasn't it? Because oh, we were going to talk about Berserker. Now, movie, I'm just looking through da- the movie. That Dan movie Watt. was fucking weak. It was one of those ones that I bought from like Vinegar Syndrome, where it's like, yeah. it's a low budget film, and sometimes they're great. But it did have a, were- uh, a fucking Nordic werebear in it. But you don't it, get that in everything. It heavily underutilized you don't the get Nordic the, werebear. You don't get that in Ron Howard movies. There no. was no Nordic werebear in Backdraft, well, was there? The closest thing was Splash. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to use fought, a mythical creature. She fought off a Nordic werebear on the way to Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's the other. People love fucking Backdraft. I remember everyone I loved Backdraft in high school. Well, and I was like, it was a well, it was a huge hit. Well, because in my world, everyone wanted to be a fucking volunteer fire to, fireman. <laughs> growing up is their highest aspiration and i'm just like no offense to volunteer firefighters no um but again it's not a great film when your lead is fucking billy baldwin you're not making a great film right doesn't matter that kurt russell's in it i was gonna say the 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 howard heads heads are gonna argue that it's a kurt russell movie he's not the main character um well, Billy Baldwin is just your eyes through the which is actually that's what it is. <laughs> Billy Baldwin is the ultimate. Uh, this is how we this is how we dump exposition on the audience. You throw a new person in, yeah, so that everyone has to explain everything to them. <laughs> uh, and I haven't seen Backdraft in twenty years, and I bet that's exactly what happens for the first third of that movie. Anyway, maybe I'll go on a Ron Howard marathon and just mediocre the whole fucking world up. <laughs> Get to see a ton, shitload of two and a halfs. Yeah. Uh, well, so you watch Mother on Mother's Day. Mother! Uh, and I've told Andrea that if she ever talks about it, she has to say it like that. Oh, you know what you should have done for Mother? You should have watched Mother. And then Mother! I thought about it, but by the time I thought about it, it, it was, was like, too late. It was like 7 o'clock at night. And I'm like, that oh. would be... Yeah. Because I could have also watched Albert Brooks' Mother. That would have been good. Uh, Interview with a Vampire. Why did you watch Interview with a Vampire? Because that was one of the ones I wrote an essay about. Okay. Uh, um, and that's also the only reason I watched fucking Queen of the Damned. 
Because I was like, I wonder if that's as bad as I remember. Yep. Apparently it was. Doesn't have a Shanti, but it does have Aaliyah. I was gonna say, I was gonna say speaking of uh Aaliyah doing 90s. the original uh weird shimmy yeah. that uh what's her name used in fucking Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. yeah, just I don't have a character, so I'm just gonna stare and shimmy. Yeah. Okay. Go for it. I will do some rhythmic uh creepy motions. Mm-hmm. Uh you watch Tokyo Drift Fried Berry. Fried Berry was interesting. Uh, it was uh, the newest uh, Joe Bob Briggs film that he had this week, this past one of the past weekends. Um, it's a South African film, which you don't get to see many of those. It's about a guy who gets abducted by a- basically a meth head who gets abducted by aliens. And I hear he- that he's a drug addict, abusive, abusive bastard. Yes, uh, but then the aliens take over his body and go back down to Earth, Egger style. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, and then just fuck. Everything. Oh, so not like Edgar. Yeah, no. Edgar just no. drank a lot of sugar. He, he, yeah. Uh, this guy's about as attractive as Edgar, but apparently in South Africa, <laughs> everyone in, wants he's to He's in fuck an Edgar suit. Yep. Yeah. He just does more drugs and fucks. Hmm. Not the greatest of films, but it's like a, what was it's like a debut director fucking from South Africa. I'll watch that. Why not? Speaking of that, uh, similar tone uh, or similar... Uh, storyline the most recent or as of a couple days ago i guess uh um how did this get made was for a rowdy rowdy piper movie from whenever where he's like the last virile man on earth hell comes to frogtown yeah yeah that's fucking cinematic gold man what i did listen i listened to the whole episode obviously it's phenomenal i Vinegar Syndrome, bringing them back, actually did a like deluxe edition Blu-ray of that. Okay, it's as terrible as you think it is, because yeah, he plays Rowdy Roddy Piper plays the last Vero man in like a post-apocalyptic wasteland. Yeah, um, the Frogmen, like they're they're literally mutant frogs. It's anima- have, is it animatronics? Yeah, it's animatronics and like makeup and shit like that. Yeah, uh, very low low budget. Um, it's like they filmed it on the sets of Mad Max. Type of thing. <laughs> um, uh, and the frogmen have kidnapped, like, all the last women that can be impregnated. Oh, okay. See, I missed so, that part of so, it. So, yeah. So, Rowdy Roddy Piper has to go rescue them. And then once he rescues them, he has to fuck them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a great movie. Yeah. Vinegar Syndrome is... They, they put out a lot of those type of films. I'm going to... I'm One of the next one that's coming out as part of their halfway to Halloween sale. Or halfway to Black Friday sale. Uh Tell me if you've heard this plot before. In the post-apocalyptic world of 1960s Nevada, a rock and roll samurai on his way to Las Vegas takes a young orphan boy under his protection as death, and the metalhead horsemen chase after him. Um, it also doesn't mention... Oh, also Elvis is the king of Las Vegas. What is this? It's a film called Six String Samurai. Tell me that isn't like... Fucking Fallout New Vegas, though. Other is than, it new, is it a new? Oh no, this is from okay. like 1998. But yeah, I was like, because I remember hearing about it but never seeing it. And I'm like, wait a minute, a post-apocalyptic world, nuked USA, and the leader of Las Vegas is Elvis. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, that that's the next one getting like their deluxe. Super treatment, so I'm like, I'll fucking buy that. Why not? Wild, but yeah, how it, 
When did they do How Comes to I'm Death? looking for it. I can't find it now. Maybe I dreamed the entire episode. I just listened to it. <laughs> uh, I'll just look at it this way. That must have been a good episode for them, though, because that's, that's the type of film that fucking begs their attention. Okay. Uh, it was I, episode 136. Oh, so that's... A, they must have just pulled it back off of... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was a live show that they just recycled. Okay. <clears throat> uh, one podcast that I have recently discovered that I bet you would like, um, Junk Food Cinema. Okay. It's uh, Robert Cargill, who's a writer and some other dude. But um, recent films they've done, uh, The Legend of Billie Jean. Something they talked about Legend of Billie Jean on uh, yeah. How Did This Get Made last week. Something Wicked This Way Comes, Slapshot. I mean, they also did Heat. They just did Heat, yeah. But uh, Days of Thunder, Office Space. They do good stuff. And it's it's a very enjoyable podcast. Uh, they just recently, I can't remember what it was I'd heard. They'd mentioned it on another podcast that I listened they to. They just and did like, first Fast and Furious. Yeah. Uh, but they're, they're quite good. I enjoy them. Yeah, I'll do that. I can do that. Nice. Uh, where's my stupid list? So I yeah I screwed up my thing by doing two uh, Marvel movies. Uh, so Moonrise Kingdom is the last new one that I watched. Well, new, I've new still never seen that. You've never seen Moonrise Kingdom? Nope. I okay. own it because like I bought it on Criterion during one of their sales. But I've still it's the one Wes Anderson film I haven't seen other than Isle of Dogs because I still haven't seen that yet. Um. I also need to watch Bottle Rocket, because that's also on something. And was recently recommended on, what's his name's list there? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's Amazon then. That's where yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it's on Prime. Um, yeah, because that's how I got to Moonrise Kingdom. I think I was looking, I think I was putting Bottle Rocket on my list, and that was obviously... Bottle Rocket is, it's, it's rough, but it's enjoyable. You can yeah. See, you can see they're like, oh, I, oh, Jesus, I know how all these guys got popular. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can see it in that film that... These guys have a career ahead of them. And I think the way he puts it is it's like, you can see where, this was Wes Anderson before he was allowed, he kind of allowed himself to be full Wes, Wes Anderson. Anderson, but you can tell. Well, yeah, because he didn't have the budget to full Wes Anderson. Yeah. He had to use available sets and stuff like that. He couldn't create his own little dollhouses. Um, Moonrise Kingdom is... Uh, I want to look at the rest of it. Part of me also, too, because like whenever I see, I, I saw that Alec Baldwin is in it, and there's Boy Scouts, I'm like, is this Canteen Boy the movie? Oh, no. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's Edward Norton, but it does have very strong uh, Canteen Boy vibes. And um, uh, Harvey Keitel. Ooh, cool. Very briefly at the end, he's the Scoutmaster. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very good. It's, it's, it's I still... Um, the I, I think I still I, I still prefer the 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 animated ones. Uh, I still like. No, it's probably I would probably put it above Isle of Dogs, or it's at least on par with. I think it's been my that's my favorite live action Wes that I've mm -hmm. seen because I have not seen them all. Yeah. Um, I have not seen. Uh, I liked Grand Budapest. I've not seen Life Aquatic. I've not seen Darjeeling. And I don't think I've ever seen like all of Rushmore. Yeah, I know. 
that's when you have to. Yeah, have to. So maybe I'll. So if I hit Ball Rocket and Rushmore, I will have hit like all the really good ones, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I like them all. Yeah, but you know, like yeah, like Jarlene Limited. That's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Um, I really like Grand Budapest. Um, I would at least put Moonrise Kingdom. Steve Zissou was. Whatever. It's above Jarlene, but it's not one of his upper tier for me. Yeah. Um, this has all the. Uh, it has. It certainly has the cast that you would expect from a from a Wes Anderson. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, the two leads are twelve year olds, so they're uh, relative unknowns. But then Bruce Willis, Edward Norton, Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Jason Schwartzman. Uh, Lucas Hedges, a young Lucas, a young girl, Lucas Hedges. It's not like he's a thousand years old. Harvey Keitel. Um, yeah, all your all your uh, regulars and and then some. Uh, certainly has that and that along with the uh, the Marvel movies and uh, Bong is why uh, Tilda Swinton is at the yeah. top of my list right now. Um, and she should be forever and always. So now. <laughs> And I, I did intend to, I was at some point, my plan for the, one of my plans before the end of the year, and obviously I'm in no hurry, is to, uh, in addition to the ones that I hadn't seen that I've now filled in all those gaps, to rewatch every Bong movie by the end of the year. So there will be at least one more Tilda Swinton, right? Because I guess it would probably just be Snowpiercer that I haven't watched this year that yeah. she's in that he does. Yeah, because you watched Oak Joe. Yeah. Is, that the, is it just those two? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Tilda Swinton didn't pop up in Parasite at any point. <laughs> she should have. That would have been hilarious, actually. She's that if good she was the one behind, if she was the one behind the wall, she just Tilda been, Swinton. She just been there the whole time, and that's who. She, yeah, she's not a character. It's just Tilda Swinton. Why are you back here? My wife locked me in this place years ago. Uh, spoiler for Parasite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would put Moonrise Kingdom above Grand Budapest, I guess. Oh, wow. For me, I guess. I say that. I, it was... When did I watch that? What did I give Grand Budapest before I shoot my mouth off too much and contradict myself? Yeah, I remember with Grand Budapest, I put off watching that for the longest time. Yeah, I, well, I, I just watched it in the last couple of years. Oh no! Yeah, with Anderson, I have to be in a certain mood for for most of his films. Yeah, after after Moonrise Kingdom, I thought uh, that I'd knock out Bottle Rocket really quick because I was kind of in the and they're only like they're both very yeah. short. Um, it doesn't say specifically like most uh, Wes Anderson things, but it presumably takes place off the coast of Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that fun. They're all made up islands and stuff. Oh yeah, but, uh, it's funny. It's 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 very Wessy. Mm-hmm. Um, Worth a watch, then. Yeah. I mean, I was going to watch it anyway. It's not like I was holding it out for any real reason. There's a longer-than-necessary scene of 12-year-olds making out, which I could have done without, but... Ew. <laughs> all right. I see enough of those gross little turds all week. I don't even see them. <laughs> Every time I turn a fucking hallway corner. <laughs> or the three hallway corners yeah. that exist in my life. actually very little of that that goes on. Oh, whatever. I'm sure it happens. I'm sure it happens later. Um... Because there's no dances, we don't have dances or anything this year. So there's yeah, no... that's true. There's all the all the chances are gone. Yeah, there's no hands on butts. We're not going to do that and <laughs> just walking down the hall. 
yeah, so that was the last new thing I watched, and then uh, we watched Aladdin the other night, which I really enjoy, and it's, well, kind of like boss level. Uh, mm. There's a lot wrong with Aladdin, like just the, the pure cash grabbiness of it. Uh, oh, we're talking the live action? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, then you're supposed to say, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. <laughs> Sorry. <Yes. laughs> um, it is one of my favorite Guy Ritchie movies, uh, which is interesting. And it definitely, upon, because uh, really we didn't watch it a lot. We listened to the soundtrack a mm. lot because um, we went to it and the, that was our, our drive-in movie that we went to that time. Um and then I think we watched it when it came out on video. And then I don't think I watched it again, but we listened to it a ton. Uh, so this was my first time watching it probably in like two years. And it's very Guy ritchie Like the action sequences are like where he speeds up and then he slows down and stuff. Yeah. That Guy Ritchie. See, he's got a things. director's fucking son, signal. You know? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. you can take you that can, fucking Ron Howard. You can Guy Ritchie has a directorial style. You can tell when you're watching it, like, oh yeah, there's there he is. Yeah. Uh, there's no fast talking people with Cockney accents, but you know that would have been great. If, if fucking Vinnie Jones. You've got Vinnie Jones to be the genie. Oh man. Now we're talking. <laughs> you could have done that. You could have had Mike. You, you could have had Jason Statham as the fucking. Evil dude. It could have been Jaffar, Jafar, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. See, this movie's now better. Yeah. <laughs> we've, we've improved Aladdin just with casting alone. <laughs> uh, oh, the Netflix things. Uh, we're watching right now the the one about the Cecil Hotel, specifically the... I do want to see that one. The though, Elisa yeah. Lamb thing. Uh, oddly enough, uh, produced by Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. Um. Man, the 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 all of the Netflix true crime ones have been really good. They've all been like major cases too, so it's not like obscure things. Um, there was the Night Stalker one from a few months ago. Uh, the most recent one before this one was the Son of Sam one. That one was really good. Uh, there was a lot. The the thing that's interesting about them, uh, specifically the Son of Sam one, is that they kind of focus on. It's through the lens of a certain kind of angle. Mm-hmm. Like the Son of Sam one was, there was this uh, journalist who like really dug into the Son of Sam stuff. And he wrote that book. You'd recognize the cover. I can't remember what it's called. It's something of evil or. Oh. You'd recognize the yeah. cover if you saw it. Um, and he, after the case was, you know, closed by the NYPD because they just wanted it over with. Mm-hmm. Uh, he found all of this, I don't want to sound QE, but mm-hmm. legit yeah. evidence that should have been looked into that it wasn't just him yeah. doing this. Uh, and NYPD didn't want to hear any of oh, it. Oh God, no. Um, for obvious See, reasons. That's, yeah, that's, that part is not a surprise. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing is, uh, this guy's, all of this guy's materials, all of his notebooks, all of his tapes and stuff. He's, he died a few years ago. Um, this filmmaker got all of his stuff oh cool so that's what this uh so it's kind of like the son of sam case but through the eyes yeah. of this maury maury terry i think his name was yeah because i mean if any i hate to say it but if any mass murderer is open to possibly being multiple people it's son of sam yeah because he just shot people with a 45 right 
there was no elaborate right. kidnappings or there was no BTK. He just walked up to people in their car often and fucking shot them with a forty-five. Right. That's and this was before like they could do a lot of like like bullet matching. Right. You know so. Easy fucking way to like if you if your wife or something was cheating on you and you wanted to kill her and she had dark hair, that was the time to oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, you could. Uh, it's gonna get blamed on this fucking son of Sam. <laughs> so, and even it has it shows uh, kind of the climax of the series is this guy years later um, in the nineties at some point got an interview with Berkowitz uh, with Berkowitz and like. He's obviously a psycho, mm -hmm. but like just when he's just sitting there talking, he's just a dude, Yeah, you know, and he's like, so he's in that way. He also has nothing to gain. Yeah. So in that way, it's, you know, I don't want to take the word of a serial killer, but when he sits there, cause he goes through him, the, the Maury guy, he said, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so on July, whatever, 19, whatever. Did you do that one? Yes. So-and-so blah, blah. Did you do that one? No, but I was there. No, you know, it's not like he's like saying, no, that wasn't me. Yeah. He's like, I did not pull the trigger on that one. Mm -hmm. And he, and he won't. But he won't snitch because snitches get stitches. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, he says that he was told if he ever uh, named names that anyone, uh, any relatives he has that are alive would be dead. Yeah. Which, probably. Which a lot, and a lot of people that Seems were like kind of. a legit of, concern. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people that were kind of in Especially the. Especially they've evaded capture for 40 years. Yeah. A lot of people that were in the orbit are dead uh, from. Yeah. Less than mysterious circumstances. Like, you know, this one guy that was implicated, he all of a sudden uh, died of lead poisoning to the skull. Huh. You just they just found him one morning in his his house with a with a bullet in the back of his head. Weird. <laughs> it's really strange. Uh, so it's not even like oh they got in a car accident like they, these people are, they get snuffed. Yeah. Uh, so it it's it's believable, but again, you know that's the side that we're getting. You have to also take these things with. Well, that's the side of this mm -hmm. that this documentary is coming from. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. But it is uh, it, it's it's. You know, just like the rest of them, the through line with all of these are is they're really well made. Mm -hmm. uh, the 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 one that we're watching right now, the Cecil Hotel one about uh, Elisa Lamb. I think we have one episode left. Uh, that one I didn't realize that like the mm -hmm. i knew I, I was aware of the case because that that's the one if you don't know what i'm talking about that has the creepy elevator footage yeah um and of course there's all kinds of there are web sleuth chat rooms set oh, up geez. just that's a, just, that's one that people are always yes. debating about. yeah so the it was actually one of the because this was 2012 or 13 that this happened it was one of the the cases that kind of kicked off that whole movement of uh, kind of in the same lines as Michelle McNamara mm -hmm. with, uh, who was that? Which one was that? What was his name? What was his serial killer name? Not Green River Shit. Killer. Cal he is I California Killer. I keep, want to say, I keep wanting to say Green River, but it's not him. Yeah. Um. Shit. It doesn't matter. The uh, Patton Oswalt's wife yeah. that passed away. Uh, it, this is this is the sort of group that she was in, and she was that sort of invest, uh, invest, investigative reporter, investigative reporter. Um, 
So this Elisa Lamb case kind of started that. Uh, Golden State Killer. Golden State Killer. Yeah. Knew there was a color in there. Yeah. Uh, so this was, there was the weird, uh, 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 she was a just a 21-year-old college student that was traveling by herself for the first time ever uh, from Canada. And she ended up staying at the Cecil Hotel, not understanding that the Cecil Hotel is essentially Skid Row Apartments, mm. is basically what it is. And bad shit goes down there. And it's in a not great part of town. It's right in the middle of Skid Row, which is way larger than I thought. Oh, yeah. No, it's It's a long like 30 blocks. Yeah, it's a long fucking street. Uh, where it's basically walled off from the rest of the city, especially in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so much now, but it's still not a cool place. But like in the 80s and 90s, it was basically walled off like a separate... Whatever happened just, there, fucking yeah, happened there. It was the Wild West, and there were just crazy. So a, a lot of the documentary, uh, a lot of the series is uh, the history of the Cecil Hotel. Um, so she, she's an, an unknown, you know, on a budget. Mm -hmm. She sees, oh, a hotel in downtown Los Angeles? That looks great for, you know, <laughs> however much a night. Uh, so... Long story short, she uh, is found 20 days after she disappears. She's found in the water tanks on the roof because people had been complaining that the water was brown, tasted funny, and the water pressure was bad. Yeah. So a 700-room hotel had been drinking decomposed, drinking and bathing in decomposing yeah. young lady for mm -hmm. weeks. Gross. Gross. Good thing it's not hot in LA. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. Ugh. It's I don't know how more people didn't get super sick. I know. The frustrating <laughs> thing about this one though is that I know it's unsolved. Yeah. And that like mm -hmm. maybe it'll be like that QAnon one where at the end the person like admit their Q and people <laughs> what? <laughs> and they're like, whoops. <laughs> I still haven't watched that. Have you watched I have, it? I, I I am so fed up with Q shit. I am for too. Right now. It's like maybe in a year or two. Yeah, it's it's the sort of thing I have to. I, I feel like I, I'm we've had to, to live through yeah. these fucking crazies. I'm not enough distance. From I need it. to watch it as history. Yes, <laughs> not as current events. Yeah, but yeah, the the Q guy, like a dumb fuck, basically admits that he's been Q yeah. at the end of it, and he's just like, oh, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> kidding. Whoopsie. I didn't admit that. But the dumb fucks still believe it. Oh yeah, they still believe. Oh, it. he's just he, he's just throwing up another roadblock. Oh my god. Give us another arbitrary date, then, you dumb fucks. Yeah, that's the best thing about conspiracy theories, yep. is you can just mold them to whatever you, you need them to just, be. If it doesn't happen on your date, just move the fucking Something happened, post. and it's not, it's yep. the fucking, the aliens from fucking it's, Parks and Rec. It's like the goddamn, <laughs> it's like NASA when they've been fucking with us for this, for this rocket for the last two weeks. Yeah. They just move, oh yeah, the weather was bad, we'll just kick it to tomorrow. They've got, by the way, I think they have one more day. On mm -hmm. the 16th, they draw, or... I think tonight's the last night they can do it, yeah. right? Yeah, it didn't, did it go last night? It didn't, did it? I don't think so. I, don't think I didn't so see it on the news this morning. Uh, I think tonight the window closes until 2025 or something like yep. that. <laughs> Conditions won't be right to do what they want to do. Better get it done, or you might find yourself in an Apollo 13 type situation. That's right. Uh, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where that, how did we get on, to, how did we get on NASA? Oh, because they kept fucking with mm. us with a date. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I haven't, wa I've been watching, uh, there hasn't been any TV, really. No, I haven't either. 
I'm really liking the, I only have to watch four episodes of this. Although, what did I, what did I start watching on uh, Peacock? The, the girls five ever. Show. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. It it's looks really like really fucking yeah. good. Uh, Paula Pell is just hilarious on anything she's yeah. ever going to do. And surprisingly, like Sarah Bareilles is actually a pretty good actress. Yeah. Yeah. But that's it's, it's a definite, like Tina Fey. Uh, speaking of is AP bio on Peacock. Yes. Is that where it is? Third season is on okay. there. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely got that, that humor vibe of like a Parks and Rec or yeah. 30 Rock where it's some ridiculous but funny shit. And it's basically a, a girl group from years ago. A girl group a from group. the 90s reunites yeah. in current day. And, and they're all yeah. 40. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. Paul, I, 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 you cannot convince me that Paul Apello is the same age as Sarah Bareilles. Oh, no. I don't know. But so. I think that's also part of the joke. Yes. Is that like... That she's clearly the, in her late fifties. Well, that's the thing too. Is like all all the characters play the younger versions of themselves. Yeah. Except for Paula Pell. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Hey Google, how old is Paula Pell? Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight years old. Holy shit! <laughs> Boom! I am nailing how these old today. Is Sarah Burrells? Wait. She's our age. She's nope. She's forty-six. Hey Google, what is uh, Sarah Burrells? How how old is Sarah Burrells? Is 41 years old. Oh my god, I was way off. Yeah, she's 41. So yeah. She's 41? She's younger than us? Yeah. When was her first thing? I can't even remember. I was never into her music really, so she's I good. don't know. But yeah. I say that there's like two songs. Well, one of them's really good. Which one's really good? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I can't. Hold on. I'm sure I've heard it a million times. But no, that show, uh, Girls 5 Ever, is, is really fucking funny. They're all available to stream, I believe, but I haven't. Oh, Love Song. Love Song's awesome. Ah. Yep. Uh, is that on Free Peacock or Subscription Peacock? Subscription. Oh, I don't know. I subscribe, so yeah. I don't know what is it is. It's pretty cheap, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't much. Five ninety nine or something, something like that. Um, yeah. Are there movies on there? Like movies worth? Oh yeah, yeah. There's a ton on there. Worth watching? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've got a good list of going that I'll probably never watch. Right. Well, yeah. That's the key is to is to make a good list and then never watch any of them. That's what I like to do. Uh, and I noticed that uh, I know we we ended last episode saying that we were going to both watch the John Hawks movie for next time, Didn't and you? fucking neither one of nope. us did. Because that's the sort of, uh, uh, as I've said many times, I watch a lot of my movies in parts. Uh, like, even Moonrise Kingdom was two sittings, uh, and that's a 90-minute movie. Um, I'm also halfway through uh, Lady Vengeance. Um, was there one of those that you hadn't seen, one of the Vengeance ones, or have you seen all of them? I haven't seen Mr. Vengeance yet. Okay. And that's the one I did see. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like halfway through. Uh, what is that movie? Movie the app that you yes. do the movie the thing where you can't find anything you're looking for service. Uh, it, it's still the worst. It fucking. is. I have to search it every time I yeah. go on to find the movie that I've already started. And it's weird because like they've got good stuff on here. 
Yeah, if you can find it. If you can find it. If you know it's there. You have to know it's there. Yeah. You have to have first gone, you have to have gotten there from Just Watch mm-hmm. in order to find anything, because otherwise, yeah, there's no scrolling, there's no browsing through. Yeah, yeah, because there's like, oh, look, movie releases, and then you can kind of scroll through those, but there's no, like, big giant. Yeah, it's like six have. movies, and you're like, okay, that's yep, thanks. good to know. And it's like six really random fucking things. Oh, yeah. Although I think most of the stuff on there is. Oh, yeah. Uh, but. Yeah, it's good for like, be... oh, you like that director? Well, here's the first thing they did 12 years ago. Yeah. That you will never see. That was the uh, uh, kind of the downside of the the latest, the Flick Connection video we were talking about earlier was I was excited because he said there was some korean gangster flicks on there and like at this point i was like fuck seen it seen it seen it you know but there was one on there that he recommended that i put on my list um there's this guy again this all came from the ron howard discussion but someone else mentioned you know that hitchcock basically treated actors like props right he didn't give a he didn't work with them he told them to do this yeah and i'm like well you know from what i've heard about hitchcock he wasn't terribly kind to a lot of that and this guy this guy has come out and like name lists um like give me examples i'm like okay well tippy hedron is well known that like she was afraid of birds and after promising her that she'd only be around mechanical birds threw actual live fucking birds at her (laughs) in a scene and you know um he you know serially sexual harassed her and installed a door from his cat from his office to her fucking dressing room, so he could just Ew. walk in on her, and the guy's like, "Oh, so so he did this to two girls." Out Is of that, not enough. I was like, "Well, that guy, most serial harassers." He just did it that one time, Dan. Yeah, and that's the thing. <laughs> that's that's the argument I made. I'm like, seems to be a theme with him, based on what I what I based on what is known about men who behave like that. I'm sure there are many actresses who could have told similar stories but didn't because they wanted to keep their career. So he lists like a long list of actresses that he's worked with. To name a few, you mean that these are women you suspect Hitchcock bullied? Yes. I wrote, well, I would suspect, based on shown behaviors, that he likely was awful towards many women. List as many as you want, we'll likely never know the truth. To which, well, I've studied Hitchcock's career and read many interviews and bios based on the above, so I'm confident in the knowledge that Hitchcock was not the serial abuser you believe him to be. Some of the above worked for Hitchcock more than once. A closer look into the cast will reveal featured female f- players returning time and time again. Again, that doesn't mean he wasn't awful to them. It also means they were likely under contract. Yeah. I list all these and names not, because hey, you I base like your opinion on only two well-established relationships. Based on only two, your assumption bypasses the fact that Hitchcock worked from the silence to the mid-70s, making films with most of the popular and powerful women of each decade. To which I just replied, good thing I'm not here to convince you. <laughs> Fortunately, yeah. Oh, oh. There's a comment. One? Oh, we got a live one here. Live one here. No, you wouldn't convince me. Oh, obvious. Okay. That much. That much is obvious. Carry on supporting Alfred Hitchcock's career. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, if this, if this is the hill you'd like to die on, I mean, sure, sure. I'd have picked a different hill. Yeah. But yeah. But I, I'm again. A director who's been dead for a director who's been dead for fifty years. You're like, and again, it's it's me, dude. If You're it, arguing if, with me, yeah. besmirching Alfred. And again, 
I love Hitchcock films. If you, but from the sounds of it, he was an awful human being. Still like his movies. If you want to drag this cross around, fine. But yep. <laughs> yeah. So your much choice. you have, you engage in a three-day argument with me about yep. it. See, that's the difference between you and me, though, is that I would not engage. I don't, I don't have the patience. Here's the thing. I do it for the views. I know. Because the longer <laughs> I engage in discussions on these Facebook pages, sure. the longer that post stays up, the more likely people will click on it. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> so that's on Facebook? It's on... It's not on my page, because I don't do this shit on my page. No, God, no. This is on the Classic Film Lovers 1910 to 1999 page. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's some real insufferable shits on there oh my god yeah there's gotta be oh Uh, my god there are and again if you just want to talk about a movie and why you like it or why you don't like it i'm down with that so this this ties back into my my watching a guy watch hamilton is he had his live stream up on the next of it and i had to just ignore it because hamilton fans are insufferable (laughs) like they Motherfucker, every person that's an hour, we're an hour and ten minutes into watching a guy watch Hamilton, you don't think we all know what song's coming up next? Like, you don't have to type it in the chat like you fucking, you're all knowing. Yeah. Ooh, such and such is coming. Or like, don't, or make sure you pay attention here. What do you think, he's going to go to the bathroom? <laughs> he's, yeah, he's he's made this channel yeah. about this. Yeah. yeah, watch this. Yeah, no fucking shit, he's already doing that. <laughs> He's not just watching this. More than He's one person. recording himself watching <laughs> More than this. one person's like, pay attention to the lyrics here. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That happens on almost everything. It's when not I... like he's at a fucking barbecue and it's on in the background. Yeah. He's watching it. And he's paying yeah. attention. And what's really funny is like people, there are other people in this page that will be like, y'all are assholes in this yeah. group. Yeah. Like, like. I'm a member of like the the Criterion fan club page, which you would expect that one to be super insufferable. It's not. What every once in a while, because I'll because I post on that, and I'm like, you know, I don't think we'll ever see a Ron Howard film in the collection. I don't, you know, we never have. Yeah, he's had a career for like fifty fucking years. We've never, and people are like, Wells, you know, I've I, ever since they let Wes Anderson's newest film be in this, I, you know, they'll just let anybody in, and I'm like, Armageddon. Yeah. That's all. I, I, that's what I would say to everything. Well, Anytime, right. that, that's an often common. It's like Armageddon's in the collection, and then yeah. people are like, "I don't know how." It's like, well, neither do I, but I, I actually do. <laughs> I think because when the Criterion Collection first came out, because it was like spine like fifty, it was a relatively new one. Yeah, Criterion Collection was putting out a lot of fucking Godard films and Fellini. In the DVD market, those were not selling like gangbusters. What? You're not going to keep your boutique label open. Only selling shit. And it happens with every fucking boutique film label. People are like, why on earth are you releasing this? Because people are going to fucking buy it. Yeah. And if people buy it, it they makes might buy, them money. They might buy the next one. And even if they don't, they've at least purchased enough so that you can release the next seven films that you want to release. Yeah. And then maybe you'll release another fucking... Because people, when people started, uh, when they started releasing like Netflix films, like The Irishman and The Marriage Store, it's like... Yeah, that film's only three months old. Why are you releasing this? Because it's the only release it's of the that. only way to get it. Right. So people are gonna buy it. Just and again, this happens with pretty much almost any internet <laughs> argument. If it doesn't affect you so much, why are you fucking wasting so yeah. much energy on it? Like I like this guy. The fact that this guy went to probably like fucking IMDb. Oh yeah, to oh, list that, out that was 40, forty fucking actresses. That was research. I was like, oh, I didn't even know he worked with. T- oh no, I didn't know he worked with Tallulah Bankhead. That was in 
um, lifeboat. See, oh, yeah, sure. I fucking know Hitchcock. <laughs> but again, oh, that's funny. Guess what? Even powerful actresses worked for fucking Harvey Weinstein. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he wasn't a shit to them. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> is Army of the Dead out? Is that? I think it. Is it today? It's, really? I think it, is it the sixteenth? I think it's today. Hey Google, when does Army of the Dead come out? In the United States of America, Army of the Dead comes out on Friday. Okay. This Friday? Can you be a little more? Thanks, spe- Google. Can you be a little more specific? <laughs> Uh, now I do think it's. I'm, I'm going to IMDb. <laughs> Release date Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so it must mean this coming Friday. It's uh, pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it's coming up Friday, dummy. That's it. I'm going to write a long post about this. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. pretty funny. Uh, anything else? No. Okay. Next week we'll watch the John Hawks movie. <laughs> we probably won't. I might though. Maybe I will. It's not very long. I don't think. I, I hate that I put that. That's uh, that's a. If it's under one twenty, I'm happy. One oh eight. I'll do nice. it. Uh, Bottle Rocket's only like ninety four though. Oh, have you also? I think this was in that Flick Connection list too with uh, Four Lions. No, I've not seen that. A comedy about terrorists. You know. I'm curious. <laughs> uh, that one's also that one's under under a hundred minutes. I love those ones. All right, uh, back next week with um, maybe one of those movies. Something. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm.